Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Grapple FPL Game Week 2 here on the Grapple FPL Twitch. We've got a couple of uh, new faces on for week two. It's been a quiet night, lads. You know, not much going on in the uh, in the other business. I've got me. Uh, I've, I've literally changed hats. That's what I've done this evening. It's been such a, uh, <laughs> a wild night. But I uh, got a uh, Chris and uh, a Jamesy back with us. Uh, Andy's uh, back with us as well. But a uh, couple of uh, new faces here as well. Um, Grapple Gareth and uh, Chris Elliott here. Gareth, we knew. We always say we'll always drag you back in, mate. It's the uh, it's FPL now rather than uh, rather than the wrestling. Yeah, like any chance to come talk FPL, you know what I'm like about this, Ben. I fucking love it. You know, I've been playing it forever. So any chance to talk about it is uh, is uh, going to be like welcome. And um, yeah, just like I said before, don't have to fucking watch a load of wrestling either. Do I? And just turn up and talk. So, <laughs> so <laughs> always good. That's it. We do our prep, though. You know, we've uh, we're definitely uh, professionals here. Uh, Chris, have you been? Uh, you know. Do- you know, I'm looking up on your stats and you know, get yourself prepared for this evening. Um, I mean, if I'm honest, my, my, my the biggest thing that I was wondering was if I was actually going to have to put on a suit or not. But uh, I figured the Carlisle, <laughs> I figured the Carlisle shirt would do for tonight. So, so uh, you're looking good, mate. Good. <laughs> the, Lake, the Lakeland suit. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. I thought we were going to mix up the uh, the lineup each week. You know, I imagine. Uh, you know, uh, I've already uh, got uh, got Chris or Bashiel as uh, as Matty. Uh, Calls him. He's now our. He's now our setter. James, I'm not let, let you leave either. Andy, we needed to hear about your uh, your wild card this week, but but we're gonna get a couple of people, new people in the mix. Get the two Cumbria lads on. You know, felt like that'd be a, a good reunion for you too. It's it's always a uh, always a good option unless it's Chris Ridgeway. <laughs> Wouldn't show up anyway. <laughs> like Gareth on a Monday. What were you off on Monday doing? Alan Farrell's show or something like that. You know. I felt dirty. Yeah, I felt dirty. Yeah, I felt like I felt like I was I was cheating on you, knowing that I was recording with Alan and you were doing Spotlight Live at the same time. But at the end of the day, um, sitting uh, sitting talk about the Steiner brothers um, for for a couple of hours, or I don't know what the hell you were t- probably talking about. I don't know N one Muta or something <laughs> probably. Uh, I don't know. Kind of. Yeah. Cheating with the Steiner. <laughs> Bit of a melt of oh, yeah. It is. That, that's what you scared me off with, wasn't it? You ran me off when uh, Co- when Cody jumped ship, and I was like, <laughs> "I'm talking about We're this fully every on board now." <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, we've uh, we've just uh, broke up from doing our uh, FPL before the FPL stream, doing a Patreon stream with the uh, the NXT uh, UK news on the uh, the wrestling side. So if anyone's looking for those takes, uh, that's over there. Also talked a little bit of uh, CM Punk uh, coming back. Uh, you know the the politics of uh, of AEW and the kickoff going on backstage there, but wrestling free zone here, Jamesy tonight. FPL only. That's what we've got uh, on board on uh, tonight on the Twitch. FPL only, and I tell you one thing, <clears throat> I'm very very glad of FPL these days because being a United fan is no fun whatsoever. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about you lads, like when United don't do well, I I can't watch match of the day that night. Like it's just it's one of my rules. It's like no can't couldn't face it so it's like at least fbl gives me an excuse to kind of watch a little bit more than i normally would because like i'd be seriously thinking about not watching any football at the moment as a united fan it's just fucking desperate times at the moment like i mean well, if, i was if, uh, if I'm, i was gonna say if i'm honest that's why i'm wearing the color shirt because I'm, like, I'm not wearing it i'm not touching the united shirt at the minute <laughs> well, I was at the, uh, for ridicule yeah. yeah i was at the cricket on saturday and uh, once that finished, we went into Manchester to watch the game. Uh, but we were delayed on the tram. And by the time we got to the pub, it was 3-0. 
and it was like walking into the biggest uh, wake that I'd ever been. Like it was the the box social, which is like a big two story pub in the uh, like fairly central Manchester, and everyone was just shell shocked. It looked like it was hilarious. And then the fourth went in, and everyone was cheering. They were just, I think, everybody given up. <laughs> just, absolutely. And I hadn't even seen, uh, obviously, when we walked in, just how bad the uh, keeper was for the first one. And like the mistake for the second one and stuff, it was just uh, farcical stuff. Uh, but yeah, the the United fans were done with it. I think <laughs> that's a problem with our. Uh, oh, we got like a big group chat with everybody from the league in, and you just forget, you know, because like Gareth or Matty are just having a little snigger at like Man United's uh, result, or we're all kind of laughing and <laughs> down. Pretty much everybody, not just them. <laughs> yeah, I know you won't miss them for about fifteen minutes. I was like, James, he's walking this one off. He'll be back in a bit. <laughs> he's a rest. The, the weird, the weirdest thing is, is that it's sort of been going on for so long now that it's like it's the fact that they're just inconsequential. That probably would hurt more for Jamesy than actually laughing yeah. at it. The, the fact yeah. that you just look at them and you just think it just doesn't even matter. They're just irrelevant, kind of thing. Like yeah. they, they, these days, and that's just that's not even trying to say it from a sticking the boot in, twisting a knife, or anything like that. It's just. You know, it's it's a far cry from the twenty years where they made my life a misery. Yeah. I mean, you 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 almost worry for them with Liverpool coming up this weekend. It's just like like last Sorry, last year. I remember uh, Andy and I uh, were on a train up to Grimsby when they were playing. I think that weekend. No, it was, I, uh, train, train train back from Newcastle. It were, and that I think that's when yeah. they were doing like four 0 by twenty minutes. Ah, that, yeah, that was it. Because we were on the way up. We were speaking to um, a guy from Liverpool. We joined our table. And I was like, I reckon it could be four or five nil. Uh, like, and that was last year when they still seemed to be fairly solid. This year, I mean, Liverpool need to get going a bit. Obviously, we were good then. Kind of stumbled out the uh, <laughs> yeah, stumbled out the blocks <laughs> this year. But um, I think yeah, it could be a mauling if uh, Salah and everybody starts getting on on the same track. Mm. It's it's so bad at this point that like like I remember when United were good and if if if, <laughs> if someone if someone would try to wind you up. It would really wind you up because you'd be like, fuck off. Like, I know they're good. I know what you're saying is bullshit. And now, like, if a Liverpool fan tries to get into it with me and wind me up, I'm just going, yeah, I know. Like, and not only that, <laughs> but this is terrible. This is terrible. This is terrible. I start telling them all the stuff they don't know that's terrible that I know about. Like, so it's like, you, you can't hurt me anymore because they've hurt me so much at this stage. You know what I mean? It's like, it's and like, also, I like, I'm old enough to have, like, I fucking, like, my, my, like, I was the king of the schoolyard in my school because everyone else our age was were Liverpool fans. Um, mm. And I got into football a little bit later than most other people. So I was a United fan. So, like, I lorded it over everybody for fucking 15, 20 years. Like, so I, I've also had my fun in one way. And, like, at this point, the only reaction you can have to it is just gallows humor. Like, just, just joke about it. Yeah. Like, because at the end of the day, until the lasers are gone, it's never going to get there's, there's no like you know you get all hopeful on day one of the season it's going to be different a new manager it's not going to get much better it's they're like no. they're, they're they're a mid table club now they're a mid table yeah, not with team this uh, best. not with this scattergun approach to recruitment as well I, I think you said it in the in the chat it's like it's not as if they're trying to bring in a certain sort of player they're just trying to bring in a name player and hope that kind of papers over the cracks like if they were going oh we, we're going for a pressing forward or, you know, a, you know, a sort of like a box to box midfielder or whatever. But it's just like, oh, we we're looking at a right winger and then that falls through. Oh, we're looking at a left winger. Oh, we're looking at a centre back. It's just like, there's no cohesiveness to anything that seems to be going on. 
with, uh, with what they're doing. It's like yeah. they, they spend two months looking for Frankie de Jong. So you would have to assume that the manager thinks, I need a deep-lying midfielder who's going to be able to start attacks and who's press-resistant. Hmm. It's like, fair enough, if that's what you want. They can't get him. So then they go to hmm. Rabio, who's a totally different type of player, and he's shite. And then they can't get him. And they go for Casemiro, who's a destroyer. And it's like, yeah. do you know what you want? Like, I, I, Obviously, they're all midfielders who roughly play on the same part of the pitch, but they're totally different players. So it's like, what, what what's the plan here? Like, Who's yeah. actually planning anything? There's no well, plan. Well, it's, it, it, it's like that day, wasn't it, where it was like Maratta and Vardy were the two strikers been linked. And you're like, <laughs> hang about. So we've got one striker who's going to play on the shoulder and get in yeah. behind. And we've got one who's going to link play and just like drop off and fit mm. like... Like, it's like if, every morning you wake up and it's like, who are we going to be linked with today? <laughs> and inevitably it's some somebody in the 30s who's past the prime and you're like, really? Is that where we're at right now? <laughs> and you, yeah. it's, it's not good. And it's like we're getting the older cards as well. There's no resale value. You're paying yeah. them massive wages. It's just a net loss all over the place because they're not going to give more than you know, 12, 18 good months and then mm. you're going to have to you're just back in the same position. The, the interesting thing was that um, Neville and Carragher talk on uh, Monday Night Football where they listed all the signs from like, like over the last oh, 10 yeah. years. And they put, I think Neville just stuck two in who was mm. any good, like Ibrimovic and Fernandez. Well, Fernandez had been an asterisk like before Ronaldo coming. <laughs> mm. <laughs> all, all, the other, all the ones he put in red was. But yeah, Morgan Schneiderlin, Mikatarian, Delaney. I think Schneiderlin was like thirty about thirty million or something, mm. and then they sold him on for twenty-five million to Everton. Who, you know, Everton, <laughs> that, was, that was the moment when Everton were just like spunking money on crap like Gilfie Sigurdsson. Um mm. but yeah. It was just interesting Ooh. to see all. <laughs> it was just, just interesting. In the contract still, maybe. Yeah. Well, interesting to see that, you know, that right-hand side, all them players, what, all the names, and just ridiculous how not, you know, there can only be two that were any good in 10 years. It's not, that's not United. It's waste. It's waste, yeah. I, I had an argument, well, not an argument, there was some Arsenal fan on Twitter the other day and he was like, oh, United have spent a billion, bloody, bloody, blah. And it's like, well, yeah, and it's it's part of the problem with the Glazers. And he was like insistent, oh, well, they've allowed you to spend a, mil- a billion pounds. It's like, well, they have, but, but not on the right players, not on in any way that's consistent. And especially when we're going from manager to manager to manager who's wanting different things each one of them and you're there left with it's like Phil Jones is still there from from, from when Ferguson was in charge. And yeah. there's not there's there's players coming in and it's literally either getting rid of them at a low price or they're ending the contracts and there's we're getting nothing back out of it. What's your what's your approach in FBL lads? Is it just a void in general? Like are they, are they like at the times where recently where you you've gone big did you go big on Ronaldo last year, Jamesy? Like did you did, or it was just did you, could you see the writing I, on the wall? I don't think I did. That there was there was that game week where wasn't it Ronaldo and Lukaku both came into the game the same week? It was like the last week. Yeah. Of the, it was around this, this time kind of last year. We're getting into the last week of yeah. the window, and the two of them came into the game, and it kind of blew the game up for a few weeks. Where 
everybody was trying everybody was trying to pick between the two of them because they were convinced they were both going to fill their boots. I think I might have gone to Ronaldo at the start and then came off him fairly quickly. And then I think there was a double game week where I got tempted again and again he did yeah. nothing. Um I'd made that mistake, yeah. Yeah, but not this year. No way. <laughs> I was just sad that a kill Bruno was an option. I was Bruno was yeah. like he he was like thirteen million or something last year, wasn't he? Yeah. Like he priced them yeah. so high, expecting him to kill it, mm. and the day Ronaldo came in was the day he died as an FPL option. Yeah. I'm just laughing at you, Benny. We're just quickly getting this back onto FPL chat, seeing as that we've been talking about real football for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> None of that here. It's like, <laughs> it's like reverse gravel. It's like <laughs> I'll just throw that in there just for Matty. Used to be enough to have a 40 minutes, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, obviously, yeah, we got you here, got you here, Gareth, uh, you know, your debut on the FPL. Uh, side of things. Have I got your permission, by the way, to, you know, I've, I didn't really speak to you about, like, setting up these logos or anything like that, or calling the Grapple FPL. It's all right, right? It's okay. I assume you're being on, giving, is giving you, you giving us your blessing. Don't worry, don't worry. If you start making any money out of it, the lawyers will be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll share it amongst the lads. It'll be okay. Twitch instructions and all that. It's the future. I, I've been told this is where all the kids are on Twitch. Um, but, you know, I, you know, this is where the uh, the budget's all going from, uh, from Grapple. Our fancy graphics we've, uh, we've got over on this side, but, yeah, we'll uh, we'll use those fancy graphics to get into uh, some FPL talk from the past week and going into the next game week. Uh, so it'll be kind of a game week two review and a game week uh, three preview. We will talk a bit about the draft later on, you know, mainly because I had a good week. So you know, sorry, <laughs> um, that'll come up uh, a little later on as well. But we've got Andy's uh, Andy's on it was on a wild card and is now on a free hit. So we need to talk about that. <laughs> I think this is the only. "Quote unquote FPL podcast or, or FPL content out there where that might be true. Um, yeah. I don't think anyone else is giving you that kind of advice. So that's why you're here, Andy, to give us a give us the uh, the inside track. But yeah, we'll have a look at it uh, at last week uh, first and uh, go through uh, go through all of that stuff. Um, obviously, uh, I'll go. I'll jump on first uh, as far as uh, having a fucking shit week last week. Uh, Forty seven points for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm paying the price here. I think a bit for, for, for mainly for putting so many of my eggs in the basket of of wanting um, premiums. Really, for me, I think having trying to have Salah, Son, and Haaland was always going to be a risky strategy. Doing that with the uh, big Liverpool defenders as well, it's really what's killing me these last two weeks. Is Spurs not paying off for me uh, specifically, Son, uh, and then yeah, those Liverpool defenders uh, not working out either. So yeah, forty seven in total. One for Ward at the back, three and two apiece for uh, Trent and Robbo. Cancelo and Walker still been a uh, success for me, 11 and six respectively from them. Uh, ben White with the one point. Martinelli, who I'm uh, glad I got on with the eight. Salah with two. Bailey, I'm sure Gareth will be giving me grief about him uh, with one. <laughs> Son with two, although I am planning on it and keeping the faith with him going forward. And Harlan captain with only the 10 points. I think I've, I think I've, uh, I've heard a couple of times this week, only got the, uh, the seven points. Sorry, the seven touches um, in that game uh, over the weekend, and those uh, those five points tell the tale. But yeah, for me, bad week in general. Bad week to be a son owner. Bad week to be an owner of Liverpool defenders, and a really bad week after my gloating last week to be going without Jesus. I think I've uh, learned the error ways this week, lads. I tell you what, though, Benny, when I when you like flash that up and you just look at that team. Like obviously, it's a bad week for an individual week. But when you look at that and you look at the longevity and that, you know, you look at the long-term points within that team, 
like you've got you've got a lot of stuff to come, haven't you, from there, really, when you're looking mm-hmm. at like the double up on the Liverpool City defenders, getting mm-hmm. Salah Island Son in your team there. If you can fucking get away from the FPL podcast Bailey and just like get someone <laughs> an alter some alternative in there. You're not you're not a million miles away there, are you? Like surely. I, but statistically. Well that's it. Well like Andy within our group chat, like Andy's said to me, I think, at some point this week, like, oh you need to do a wild card. And I was like, Look, you can't do a wild card every week. And I was dead defensive. <laughs> and then as the days have gone on, I'm a bit like, mm, maybe. But I, I know I won't this week. Like this week, you know, but you know, because that's the thing, you know, it's like you know, I think I'd stand by the fact that, you know, Son's a great pick. He's just had yeah. two poor weeks. Um, Trent and Robbo might, might be a bit of discussion specifically with, uh, with Robbo as we, uh, go on, on the podcast. But Son especially got a great fixture, uh, coming up this week. Great runner fixtures and generally he's going to be a great captaincy option, I think. So I'll be talking about that. Um, Jesus is the, like I say, the big missing piece of my puzzle, but is he going to score 19 points every week? You know, like, uh, that's the battle. <laughs> that's the bet I've got to go with. You know, the idea that maybe the idea was that Martinelli could, could come near. Um, but yeah, I have, I can't lie. I've got an eye on a wild card. Don't think it'll be this week. Might not even be next week. I think I'm in a position right now where I'm thinking, I'll see how it goes. Uh, I want to get more information. I want to know about, you know, some of these, uh, fringe players, who's going to be playing, what Liverpool look like, uh, on Monday against Man United, a couple of things like that. Bit more info, and then I think I'm pulling the trigger. Not quite as early as mm. you, Andy, but it, uh, it might be coming. I think, I think possibly it'll be, will it be that double game week, you know, where they got a Saturday midweek, you know, mm. all coming up about four or five. Um, who you, who you got on your bench there, Benno? So yeah, on me, on me bench, bunch of scrubs, mate. <laughs> Not much going on <laughs> at all. Um, so yeah, yeah. For, uh, and, and, Archer and, and Grace is probably your one, but the, obviously the yellow, the yellow mark thing, oh, he might not, he might not play. So you'd, you'd naturally swap him in for, um, IWC Bailey. Mm. Uh, Wild Taylor's not really going to get a game with that iron, iron Emi, who's, he, he looked good for the forest on, um, on Sunday. <laughs> Um, he, he's ahead of him in pecking order. Sam Surridge and also Jesse Lingard. Archer's not gonna, not gonna get in. Mm-hmm. What, what, probably what you could do there. I know you mentioned like some good game against Wolves. So mm-hmm. maybe not take him out. Maybe one for the week after where you can drop to like a 10, like a 10 million or even an 8 million. So it frees up 4 million where you can, uh, I'd probably take Ben Ben Weiss would be one, and uh, maybe get rid of your Leicester keepers. Like uh, yeah. you've, you've done similar to um, Crystal and A there with the mm-hmm. with the two Leicester keepers. That's yeah. a fire I've got to put up. Probably probably go for an Henderson. I think he's going to be my uh, tip for people. I think, um, from I think about five onwards. I think the trap I've fell into, and I don't know if you'll agree, Chris, is like I think I've kind of. I know my, my my grand idea was I've got a lot of money in in like some big money players and you know when I'm stuck I can just take money out of those players and you know upgrade a Bailey or you know upgrade that bench or sort that less to keep the situation but like when it actually comes to it there's none of them actually got a downgrade right now so I'm stuck with Bailey at 4.9 million is yeah the price dropped this week as well mm. and there's nobody like in that price range that I'm after yeah that price drop on Bailey's kind of killed it if you didn't have any money in the bank like going into the season. Um, I, I, at the stage now where I think we can conclusively say the Ward and Iverson double hasn't really paid off in the way that mm-hmm. I was hoping because I wasn't so much worrying about getting the points from them. 
but I was hoping at least one of them would go up in price. And right. there's been no movement really on either of those. I was at least hoping that Water Court would be up to like a 4.2 or something by now. So that when we uh, did hit the wild card in a couple of weeks, you've got obviously the extra cash. But um, I'm not too worried this week with the Leicester keeper. Next week, um, I have got my eye on perhaps switching him out for Raya. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see at that point because I'm... There's a few things in my head at the minute where I'm thinking about, do I need need to try and keep two transfers to game week five? Because that's the short week where they're playing Tuesday and Wednesday. So there'll be changes there. Haaland will probably be, I think Haaland will be rested that week and they'll play Alvarez because it's uh, they're at home to Forest, which will be a fairly easy game. So they can easily switch Haaland out for that one, have Alvarez play up top instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might need to be able to get out of that position in that week. Maybe, maybe. I've yeah, seen some so, crazy people this week being like, oh, maybe I'll do the hokey cokey with Haaland and Kane, get Kane in for that Wolves fixture. Braver men than me. I yeah, I mean, because obviously going into the season, everybody was thinking, oh, Haaland week one, uh, no, Kane week one, Haaland week two is the obvious strategy. And then it turned out to be completely opposite. It was Haaland week one and Kane week two uh, would have been the uh, the benefit for, for everybody. But um, yeah, it's it's a difficult one. I, I wouldn't want to keep on switching Haaland and Kane out. Mm. Uh, but obviously it's a lot of money to have in the team for somebody that might not play a game. So, mm. But I guess that's always the issue with any City player, isn't it? Uh, barring the defenders. Well. That's it's, it. going well, to be, it's going to be an interesting mm. one because we've got no track record with it as well. And it depends how, like, how what's been said to Haaland and how like adamant he is as a player. And this is like one of the things that I'm always wary of with like FPL. Like When it's a new person to the league and you've got no kind of history to go off, then mm. you are like shooting blind and, you know, mm. you know, you get someone like Salah who's adamant he plays all the time when he's fit yeah. and he's, he's in every game, he's fuming when he gets substituted and stuff. Potentially Haaland might have that same relationship and potentially Guardiola might bow to him a little bit more and just be like, you know, a game like Forrest, he might know that it's good for his confidence if he hauls that week. So yeah, that's uh, it. If he hasn't scored, blame. you just yeah, don't if, know, like, do you? That's the thing. Yeah. If he doesn't sort of score in the interval, yeah, if I was, was going to say. When they're three 0 up and he comes on for twenty minutes, <laughs> he could end up with two goals and an assist or something mad like mm. that as well. Like City, City often score a lot of late goals against teams because teams are so exhausted by by having to chase them for the whole match. Like so, e- even Holland coming on at twenty minutes at the end of a game, that's not to say he won't get lots and lots of points from that. The, even, you know, the most yeah. encouraging thing for me, and I've got your team up on the screen here, Chris, as a as a Holland captain or as well, is how fuming Pep was. About the fact that Foden didn't pass to him, like when oh, he had that yeah. chance, like and I know again people keep you know drumming it over the heads, you know seven touches, seven touches, seven touches, and we were all watching the game. You know our chat was going, or you were mentioning Gareth, you know they were playing like the city of old, you know play. It was like Harlem was was barely on the pitch at times. They were just the other ten players were playing their own game, and he didn't seem to be involved. But very different man- message, I think, from the manager on that. He definitely, I think Foden got pulled, pulled off the pitch literally for that reason, it seems to be, <laughs> because he didn't make that pass. And just in general, you know, Pep talking about, we need to get the ball to him and we, you know, he's going to score our goals. Yeah. They said, um, uh, Kevin De Bruyne said he's not quite getting how the defenses work in the Premier League yet. And like he's expecting the ball in a different position to what the city the city way is sort of thing. Mm. So he's obviously good enough to figure that out and he'll do it very quickly. And we've already seen that as soon as he gets a chance, he's deadly. Like, you know, mm. the the pace that he showed in uh, game week one uh, to score his mm. first goal, the through ball from 
uh, De Bruyne was uh, ridiculous. So it won't take him long to to get up to speed. I also don't particularly think that Foden should have. I mean, he, he probably should have squared it. And obviously, when you see the screenshot and the acres of space and that sort of thing, but you see it live. Foden, a lot of Foden's goals are driving at the keeper and then just kind of placing him. He even scored one in that specific game exactly like that. That's the way that Foden attacks. So. Um, yeah, I mean, if he scores, nobody cares, but he missed. So obviously, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, he should have taken the other option. Um, but yeah, it was, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be up to speed soon enough. And if not, he'll play that Forest game now that I've said uh, Alvarez will play it and he'll score alone. So we'll see. <laughs> Any rats on uh, Captain and uh, Chris and your team in general on the screen now, if you want to, uh, for the podcast listeners, uh, run us through uh, how you did? Yeah, yeah. So 54 points overall, which was uh, three under the average. Uh, not ideal. I was going into it hoping for a big performance from Liverpool because uh, I've got three Liverpool players. So I'll, I'll just run through the team first. So Ward in goal, uh, Leicester got a point. I uh, did mention last week uh, that I was thinking that Arsenal would score a boat boatload. So we'd probably get a save point or whatever and we kind of came out to play. Uh, Trent Alexander got a bonus point. Um, so we ended up on the three. Uh, he did have two great chances for assists when he was setting up Salah, and Salah should have definitely scored at least one of them. I mainly remember that because I had a bet on uh, Trent assist for a Salah goal, so I was paying quite close attention to that. Uh, Reese James came alive when they finally put him in the correct position uh, out of swing back, so hopefully uh, they'll stop with this nonsense of playing him inside so we can all uh, get some more points from him. Uh, Robertson is... Seemed perfectly fine. Uh, I didn't really have any issues with uh, that. I mean, the less, uh, the Liverpool defence, if ever, I think was more down to uh, uh, Van Dijk than uh, anything else. Uh, Zinchenko could have helped for a bit more. Walker got the six points that we were just hoping for. Grealish, uh, I don't know. That's the, the part where I'm kind of looking. I might have to make a change because uh, I can get to Gungadon. Uh, in, in uh, just back and just swap him for Gungadon because I've got 0. 0.5 in the bank, so I may do with that. Uh, Salah obviously didn't uh, return. Saka, um, kind of thinking a lot. Obviously, oh, the obvious move is moving down to Martinelli, mm. but I don't think the Martinelli returns are sustainable. He's had three shots and scored two goals. That's not going to continue. Like, there's no way that he can continue at that pace, and so that would mean Saka or Odegaard's going to get a return soon, just through the nature of, uh, you know, the, the course of uh, expectation and that sort of thing. So I'm happy to stick with Saka for these next couple of games. They've got Fulham and Bournemouth, I think, coming up. Mm. Uh, Bournemouth, Fulham and then Villa. So by that time, I'll probably have a better idea on where to move him on if I do need to. Uh, Jesus obviously had a banger and Haaland was, uh, was all right. So yeah, mm. it was it was all right overall. A little disappointing. The score. I mean, ended up what five point three millionth on the game rank that week. Yeah, it's better. <laughs> which is, uh, I don't know. It feels like this will balance out eventually because uh, mm. it's like they're all big hitters. So it's kind of like once it starts leveling out, um, yeah, I'm not too worried. But for now, it's just kind of tinkering to get optimal with that. Uh, not the premium uh, mm. midfield spot, but the like the seven million one. And then mm. I'm perfectly fine there with Andreas just swapping in and out with whoever's got a bad game or doesn't play. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that I've, I've heard that a couple of times across like the FDL podcast this week. I think a lot of talk of like we've all kind of got the same 
main players. You know, there isn't much mm. variance across that. It's your it's your other five players. You know, in your squad, they're the ones that are going yeah. to make a difference. That's where you you can be different. And yeah, I'm with you. I think a, a sacker is one where that's that's got to come good. At point at some point, it's kind of like. The yeah. Situation I'm in, like I've, you know, I've seen a lot of talk about Gross, and I'm, I was half considering bringing Gross in, but like as he already, you know, he's had two good games. That's probably his two good games for the season. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, you think so? I mean, he's, he's playing the AWC pick now. Yeah, <laughs> he's playing in a slightly more advanced position this year. Mm. But now that Mopay's not going because he was, mm. I mean, like the, the thought was he's going from Brighton to Forest, mm. but Forest are now signed. Morgan White Gibbs, uh, whichever combination of words his, his name is, um, like Mopay will stay, which will probably push Gross further back. So I'm not sure. It, but like I say, I don't think that's uh, sustainable long term either. He'll probably go back to having two pointers fairly soon. You never know, though. You always get these buggers like this who, like, you can, you know, the amount of years playing fantasy league where you get someone who you mm. get a couple of things early on and you go, yeah, that's you. You've had your lot there. <laughs> You've had statistically that no, I'm not throwing this him in because everyone's throwing him in. I refuse to, and then they just randomly just keep it going for like 15 games and like return yeah. every other game or something <laughs> like that. And you're like, fuck, like you know, you're so furious because like you've missed out on someone so cheap because you just denied yeah. the idea that they could possibly like sustain it. Um, it's uh, that's what will probably happen with Martinelli. We'll be sat here in four months' time and he's scored every week and he's broke Jamie Vardy's record or something. And I'll be like, I still don't think he's worth it at 9.6 million. <laughs> yeah, you know, to keep rising money. Like his price rise has been ridiculous, hasn't it? Everyone's just getting on him, aren't they? Like that's the, yeah. he's, the, he he's the player at the moment. 6.3 million he is now, I think. Mm. Is it not? Yeah, yeah. That's why the trade down from Saka would be worth it money-wise. But as I say, I think that'll probably be more worth it in a couple of weeks when it kind of balances back out. And Martinelli's probably due again to get an assist or a goal. But I mean, Saka's on pens. Saka's on pens, isn't he, Chris? I think so. Yeah. They say probably yeah, they've not. Yeah, they've not had a penalty yet. But I don't know if uh, I don't know what Jesus has. Uh, if he's got a record of penalty taken, so. yeah, so. I think he's missed a few for City, if I remember rightly. Mm. Everyone misses him for City, so yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm uh, fairly comfortable with where we are uh, mm. uh, going into next week. Everybody's got an away game, so uh, that's probably not ideal. But uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think there's any bad, particularly bad games uh, mm. uh, for for that. For, I think all the big teams have good games up until about five or six when they start playing each other. Yeah. And then it becomes a bit more uh, convoluted as to how you'll uh, get through that minefield. But yeah, for now it's all fairly plain sailing. How do you think about it as like a as a season, Gareth? As part, you know, you've been playing pretty much as as long as me. Like a big complaint I'm seeing from people is the fact that you can literally you can't have whoever you want. It's not like that, you know, that Vardy Mares season we were talking about last year, where they basically broke the game and you could afford whatever eleven players you want. But you can basically, like Chris has got, and kind of like I've got, have 11 players from what? Chelsea, Arsenal, City, Liverpool. You know, you don't have to spares. You don't have to stray much further from that. It does feel like quite a unique season. And like looking at all our ranks and stuff, you know, in the five and six million range, there's so many more people engaged. There's so many more people with copycat teams, you know, who've got basically that same core. It does feel like a year unlike any other year in FPL. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of an odd one, isn't it? Because, like, I think as well, what you get is I think people are, are smarter these days as well towards, mm-hmm. 
you know, players who were playing all the time and stuff like that. When I think about like playing FPL years ago, like people would just be like throwing these players in and you were thinking he's never going to play like 35 games a season. He's only going to play 25 and things. And then, so that's it now when you see like the likes of your, like, I don't know, like your Cucurellas or something like that as an, as to, to use as an example, you know, like, Again, to me, I look at that and I'm like, well, he's a good option. He's five million, but I've got no idea if he's only going to play two games out of four or he's going to play four <laughs> games out of four. I'd rather sacrifice the mill and go for Reese James, where I know he's going to play percentage-wise, definitely play a higher volume of games, and then you're mm-hmm. going to get those levels of return. So then when you're looking at people there and you're like, well, I know Alexander Arnold's going to play, Robertson's going to play, I know you know Salah's going to play very Saka and Jesus, and but you sort of when you start to like do that and narrow it down to them big clubs, you know you can get that kind of like mix of players in the team, and so you do just end up with a bit of consistency. It's it's kind of one of the reasons why I started the season thinking I want to go and try and approach this a little bit differently, but um, my brain's now just telling me go this way kind of thing mm. just like follow the crowd because you're just going to get left behind and like, it's uh, early days thinking that really mm. well we'll have a look at uh, your team uh, next I think it's probably the, the place to go um, there you are I'm 52 mate uh, like I say you were you had a diff- we didn't get to see your game week one team but I know you were uh, you're very much uh, going with the stats this year you were uh, trying to lean on them rather than the uh, you know the, the let's talk FBLs of the world that most of us are uh, listening to and watching <laughs> Yeah. Well, the the prime example of that, I was like looking at this for for <laughs> in preparation for today. In season 2018, 2019, I like I got two thousand three hundred points, and I finished in the top twenty thousand in the in the world, which like I was absolutely fucking made up. Like great finish, like highest highest ever. I looked at what I got last season. I got the same amount of points last season, and I finished five hundred and sixty-four thousand and ninety-ninth. You know, like so it just, you know, it it just sort of shows the growth in the game over the last couple of years, and it also just shows the influence of like people listening to the podcasts and people visiting the websites and looking at the stats a bit more and things like that. Because like I would say back then in 2018, 19, I was looking at information and statistics and using it, and it was like massively to my advantage whereas now because i don't look at any websites and i don't look at listen to any podcasts i totally just rely on trying to do it myself like it's so frustrating to me when i like i'd kind of like spot something and think oh yeah that's your option and then i like kind of get to the game where you can find out that everybody's done the same thing because somebody on a podcast or something like that is like has also found that out so it's like that's a frustration of mine so i was like right i want to try and just think about it a bit differently this year and I was like sat on the plane home from holiday and just sitting working out points per million if somebody played a full season basically based just to try and get like a okay well what is the what is the best combination of points that we could get so where for example if I I could put like Haaland in and Bailey say for example or I could have like Tony and food and and that maybe leaves me a little bit over to get like Robertson instead of a six million defender or something like that and trying to almost think of it as a bigger puzzle you know from 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 that point of view but um clearly hasn't fucking worked because um, <laughs> two, two, two weeks in I'm sat here like looking at things and it's um it's uh I'm like I, I've 
I've pressed, I've pressed wildcard today. I'm definitely making change. Oh, oh really? Oh. I've, I've gone through a variety. I've gone through a variety of options already. Probably because my lad's been pecking my ear all day about how Spurs are going to haul against uh, Wolves this weekend, and now I've got this like strong element of doubt in my mind that hang about. I haven't got Kane or Son here. If, if I'm going to be sat there on Saturday watching this and one of them banging the points, and I'm going to be fuming like so. Um, <laughs> so I think there's a, there's a Spurs, wow. Spurs uh, element. See, I was. I was just about to say, I like for it being a non kind of template team in a lot of positions. I think it's quite strong going into next week, <laughs> and you've uh, you go because I think Tony's going to be a, a really good differential mm-hmm. for the next few weeks with their their lineups. You've got Madison obviously to come in uh, for Coutinho. Um, Wilson would probably the we one I'd look to change obviously with them playing City. You could mm-hmm. maybe go to Rodrigo from Leeds or something from there. Um, with that, I don't think that's much of a change on the price point there. But mm. yeah, it's interesting that you're thinking a while, well, that you're going to wild card out of that because I think it's uh, a fairly well balanced yeah. team with a couple of good uh, alternatives. I think that I think the thing for me here is is that like I definitely like you look at things and like I've just made some bad decisions. Like when I look at the day before, like literally the day before the season started or the day of. Mm. I was like tossing a coin between Larice and Edison. I was tossing mm. a coin between Callum Wilson and Jesus. And then I was mm. there was one other year that I was tossing a coin. And basically, the three that I've picked, I've gone the wrong way. All three of them. And like I literally went, I'll give Wilson game week one because he's around to Forest. He could ban a hat trick in. I've, I've always got a lot of faith in Wilson. And then like mm. I, thought, I thought, I'll transfer to te- Jesus week, game week three. And that was my plan. And then, like, I thought, there's no way he's going to, like, haul away, like, in that Leicester game, mm. you know, and he does kind of thing. You, you, you know, you look at Liverpool there, you go, Alexander and Robertson, you're playing Pat Fulham and Palace. I'm expecting <laughs> fucking four clean sheets there or at least some, <laughs> some assists, you know, and things. And, and obviously they, do, they don't come either. I put Madison on the bloody bench, played Coutinho because he's playing Everton. Nil, nil versus seven. So just some, I think the core of the team is like right, but mm. just some bad decisions that have, that have, that have led to, to this point. But I think the, the wild card for me I'm looking at there is, is just because Newcastle have got trickier games coming up here. Yeah. So I'd, I love Trippier, but I'm not keen on him for the next month, probably. I think so, same, same for Callum Wilson. Coutinho is obviously a doubt, but I want to get shot of him anyway, sort of thing. So it kind of yeah. makes sense. And with the three wild cards this year, um, you know, I, um, normally I would refuse to play one before week same. five or six, but now I'm a bit like, mm, it kind of doesn't matter really, does it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think you'd have been all right hiding uh, Trippier behind Patterson. Everton Forest mm. this week. I think that I don't think you'd uh, lose too much out on on doing that. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I can understand the Spurs, reason. Spurs, I, I, Spurs, Spurs are going to fuck Wolves this weekend. Wolves are shite. I was looking at Wolves. <laughs> I, was looking at Wolves I, I was looking at Wolves' form at the back end of last season, and it is awful. Like their last mm. ten games, absolute dog shit. You, you look at the start of this season; they've lost to Leeds, who are shite. You know the mm. game last. Who did they play last week? Wolves was it Fulham? Fulham home yeah. to Fulham and yeah. Drew. They are fucking awful. Wolves like spurt like. Spurs are going to twat them, so there, there you go. Put Wolves one nil on your coupon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the, it's it's like the opposite of me. It's why I'm not wild carding. I'm thinking of getting more Spurs players in, but like 
any change I make and the only place I can see to make money is to take Sun out and I'm obviously not doing that this week because of that game. That's the only thing stopping me. But we were saying, weren't we, last week, Jamesy, like this is this is the season of the early wildcard, isn't it? I think it's I think we're all gonna be pulling that trigger by like game week six. There's there's nothing wrong with doing it. Absolutely. Like as I said, it's because you're getting it you're getting an extra one anyway in, in the middle of the winter. Like so yeah, like I I think you're being very hard on your team, honestly, Gareth, because um like you, what you've done is nearly given yourself one strong substitute. And even if you altered that with a minus four, mm-hmm. I think you'd be back on track very, very quickly. Like if you, if you took out Coutinho and put him down to a jobber, a midfielder, a four and a half, but the cheapest midfielder you could find in the game and even upgrade Wilson to one of the more premium strikers, mm-hmm. you're kind of almost with the template anyway. You know what I mean? And I don't think going against the template for a few weeks Knowing you have a wild card in the back in the back pocket was a bad tactic anyway. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if you're ever going to take a chance, do it in week one and two when you've got 36 more weeks to catch up anyway. You know what I mean? So if you're gonna and if you were gonna have a go, this is the season to go a bit different at the start. I, I'm a little bit disappointed you haven't kept this going for a while with your your points per million <laughs> tactic just just to see how it turns out. It it wouldn't be a bad idea to set up another set up. official team and just keep a track of it just 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 as as, a, as an experiment for the whole season to see how it works out because um i'm all for different tactics like in trying to find some different way of cracking this game you know careful with that though i'm pretty sure the bloke who won last year had two teams in the game and he won and he deleted them because he had more than one team so you know just in case you win it gareth be careful <laughs> if he won the grapple league that'd be a great way of getting them out Benno. Oh, I'd tell them. I'll be, I'll be uh, emailing after I'll tell them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, I think, look, look we'll, but if you're feeling brave, Gareth, when we get to transfers and captains to play to, if you want to send me a screenshot of what you've got so far for your wild cards, we'd be happy to pick it apart, mate, you know, or help, you know, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> or if you can get um, FPL.team up, you can just edit it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, I've already played it. I've already played it. So uh, yeah. can, can you not unplay it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know can if you can take those back. I think. I think. Can, I think you can unplay it. I know. Yeah, I maybe you can't once you start making transfers. Yeah. Yeah. Coming hurts then, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the uh, issue. I when I was hacked. Um, but yeah, we'll look forward to uh, to seeing Gareth's uh, wildcard team when we get to it. But let's have a look at you next, Jamesy. Um, oh, King that. of the game week seventy nine. Still looking at that team name and I'm disgusted with myself. <laughs> <laughs> the young bucks the audio The Casemiro bucks or something, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like Jesus, re- really happy, like like really, really good week. Um, um, for the benefit of the people listening, I have Ramsdale in goal. He had one point. And then across the back, Trent Alexander-Arnold, three points. Maddie Cash, two points. Cancelo, 11 points. Uh, Trippier seven points and Reese James seven, um, and it, like in 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 the back in the back line, my, my two kind of I suppose differential picks are Cash and Trippier, and uh, like Trippier has been brilliant so far. Like he's he's not got any attacking returns, but two clean sheets for Newcastle, and in both of those games, he's got two bonus points as well. Like so, he's already as a five million. Like if you think. Back to this, when I was picking my team at the start of the game, the, the choice was go with basically a five million defender or go with a Bailey or a Neto. So, like, mm-hmm. I've gotten 14 points from Trippier. So, straight away, like, that's kind of that's a call I'm really glad I made, you know. And, and going five at the back seems to have been looking at other people's teams, seems to have been the way to go, getting the yeah. value from a five million defender rather than a five million midfielder. 
Um, and then the front five, like, is 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 really template, I suppose. If Salah for two points, Luis Diaz got nine points, Martinelli eight, Haaland captain five points, which was ten, and then Jesus for nineteen points. Um, and yeah, like seventy nine point week, and like it's it's really interesting if you're following your team along on the. What's it called? The, the, what's the live one called, Ben? LiveFPL.net. Live FP, you can really see which of your players help you to rise in the ranks because you literally see how far... And like, I was I was doing pretty well and then Diaz scored late on the other night for Liverpool and I shot up. So it really shows the benefit. Like, I, I would say that I have seven kind of template players in my team. If you look at Trent, Cancelo, Reese James, Martinelli, Luis Diaz, Haaland, Jesus. They're really highly owned players. And so the guys I need to kind of do well to rise in the ranks are Cash, Trippier and Luis Diaz. Like, And when Luis Diaz got that goal, he went from very quickly from one or two points up to nine points. And like you skyrocket up the league straight <laughs> away. Like, So it really shows the benefit of making the right decisions kind of on the fringe players if you have all those. Um, but yeah, I'm very happy. I have no real thoughts or plans of wild cards or anything like that at the moment. Um, and I've I've already made my transfer for next week because cash was due to drop on I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday night. So right. and he's been kind of, he's he's been my most disappointing player. He's been crap so far. I think he's three points in total so far. <laughs> so I've gotten rid of him and I've brought in Kyle Walker. Just that 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 Man City defense at the moment is is, is so solid and so good. Um, I'm happy to leave Kyle Walker in for a few weeks. I still have a little bit of money in the bank and I'm hoping. Once Perisic, Perisic at Spurs starts to play to kind of move from Kyle Walker onto him then if he starts getting regular game time. But I, I want to see him starting games before I do that. Mm. I think if you can time that Perisic start date right, yeah, because I think a lot of people will wait until he's played mm. a week and then bring him in. But I think if you can get in that week early, you might get a you know a good jump of four or five points on people. Yeah, from, yeah, uh, from when he comes in, you were very you... close to uh, discussing EO then, uh, James. I hope you're uh, aware of uh... <laughs> EO for dummies. I would say EO yeah. for dummies. That's that's me uh, teaching myself without realizing it. Yeah. EO. <laughs> exactly. It's like when JP was uh, didn't know he was discussing. Uh, XG uh, without saying the, <laughs> the, exact, the terminology, terminology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, you, um, obviously, uh, I think that the big thing has been the decision between Robertson and Diaz, and I went mm, Robertson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got Diaz, and obviously, the early part of the, the the game so far, it's leaning towards Diaz, and I mean, he didn't do a lot in that game. No, uh, but he cut in from the uh, left wing. And bang like an absolute perler, and that's what he can do. So if you're just playing for that, like if he gets one, you know, a goal every couple of weeks, sort of thing, uh, mm. that sort of performance, it'll be it'll be uh, fine. But I think I think Robertson will be the, the dependable option over the the course of the season. Uh, but yeah, I mean that was a a bang over a goal, there and it's obviously paid off for you. Yeah, it's funny because in our group chat, like you said that, Andy, didn't you? You were like literally like, ah, there'll be a lot of people shipping out Diaz right now. You know, <laughs> twenty minutes later, <laughs> the bandwagon starts. Yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't um, do anything in that game for me. It was it was similar like game week one with um Bakary Saka with um what's it Bakayi Saka for um for Arsenal. I said, oh, he's done nothing all game, and then. 
a deflected shot from Ingalls right in. So, yeah, yeah, I just have to call them in the group chat and then they perk up. <laughs> uh, it's like Reese James on Sunday. I, I, I had Reese yeah. James and he was sitting on one, he was sitting on two points and he got booked. And I was like, because I remember Reese James broke my heart last season because he'd, for six or seven weeks in a row, he'd get one or two. And then he'd get something crazy, like 19 points or 24 points or something. And every time I had him, he was on the one or twos. Every time I sold him, he'd go absolutely mental. <laughs> and I was just saying that he got booked. And I was like, for fuck's sake, here we are again. Back back on one point for Reese James. And literally, my stream seems to be about five minutes behind everyone else. Next thing, it popped up with the chat. Reese James had actually scored. So it was like, <laughs> I claim the assist for that goal, maybe. Yeah, I'd I, I say, as soon as they put him onto the, like, the right wing back position, he completely changed uh, Chelsea going forward. Yeah. Uh, I can't see him playing inside defence um, much longer, particularly now that they've kind of uh, brought in a couple more players and Chilwell's back fairly soon and stuff. Mm. Uh, I think that was yeah. specifically because of Son. They were just afraid. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it think. was going to be him or Azpilicueta, and I don't think they fancied Azpilicueta's pace up against Son. So I'm hoping no, anyway it was just specifically to counter him because he, even before the goal, that cross he put in onto Havertz, like Havertz should have scored mm. that header as well. Yeah. That would have been another another assist. Like so, he's absolutely yeah. like, he's amazing. If he can get into the final third consistently, he's an amazing asset. Yeah, I mean Chelsea should have won that game against Spurs. They should have killed it off before Spurs even had a sniff to get back into it. I, I kind of think the same with West Ham and Forest. I thought West Ham were because I've actually started watching games now. We're doing this podcast, so um, <laughs> I, 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 I watched like four games this week, and I was just like. Uh, but yeah, I thought West Ham should have beaten Forest, and then that um, disallowed goal when um, that uh, the Forest defender just fell over when Antonio ran into him, um, yeah. and they disallowed they hit that the goal. Bar twice. Yeah, so I was just like, uh, just small margins on that on that side, uh, just kind of killed it off. But yeah, that's it. On the on the Reese James front, like he is one. Where, like I think last year I didn't really go for him. You know, it's that Chelsea defense. You kind of like, oh, is he is he is he going to get you know? the minutes this year there's no doubt is there like you say he could mm. he could be you know way up on the left he's basically a winger of points he could be part of that back three but he's going to play either way and he's going to get points mm. either way yeah. he's gone up to 6.1 uh, which I missed the rise on this week so quite annoyed about that he'll be probably 7 million by the end of the season he'll be 6-5 in a few game weeks mm. like yeah. that that lad is, is shooting up and mm. you know the value there that extra million you can get out of him as opposed to like a, a Robertson um, it's going to be worth his weight and goal going forward. So I think yeah. everyone's going to have him. I think, I think if you're today as well, that he took like six or seven corners so far this season yeah. as well. Yeah. Thinking, you know, so you know he's got that side of his game as well, as well as been on direct free kicks sometimes yeah. as well. So he's got so mm. much up his uh, up his street. I think if you're happy going without Mason Mount, you could easily do James Cucurella and Mendy as a triple up on the Chelsea defence, and I think that would pay off quite often. Or you could obviously go Cancelo, Walker, and Ed- well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it with the, or, or the, Man, that, the Man City defense. But. You know him who scored the goal at Koulibaly. He, he, he Koulibaly, looked, yeah. He looked yeah. really good from uh, set pieces. We, you yeah. know, I was thinking like the club he was at previously. He'd only got like three goals in quite a lot of quite a lot of games. So you think, oh, he's not really an attacking threat. But if you see that. Chelsea. It was it was a great yeah great finish. Good job that Raheem Sterling got out of the way because it would probably killed him. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> very much in the similar vein as like John Terry used to like always pop up with at least seven or eight goals from yeah. um, pieces a season. So FPL yeah. God. 
<laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> horrible man. Hall of Famer. An interesting we'll one would be if, if if they get Fofana, he's only four and a half million. Yeah, and if if they spend eighty million on Fofana, you'd imagine he's going to start most weeks. So it's a four and a half million defender playing for Chelsea. That's that's like that's a really yeah. easy way to facilitate a sign yeah, of someone to the team. You know. They're looking, obviously, at getting younger in defence because, I mean, if they, they don't trust uh, Aspie to play against the Sun, mm-hmm. the, you know, there's quicker players than Sun in the league as well. You know, they can't have a player that they think is a liability sort of thing. So they're going to be looking. I think they should have probably tried harder to keep Rudiger and uh, Christiansen anyway. Mm-hmm. So they've got to replace those two guys. Uh, so, yeah, Fafana would be a good uh, good fit in there, I think. Yeah, I think, I think when we sit down and we have a look at the, the we're looking at next week's fixtures, but looking at the fixtures going forward, that's the other thing with Chelsea. Like, it's an unbelievable run, pretty much, for yeah. the next five, six. And that's all any of us need to think about, like you say, with that. Well, that's it. I mean, as well. oh. definitely, I'd have thought maybe something for Gareth's uh, wild card, mm. that Chelsea triple up in defence, maybe. Mm, yeah, definitely. There's a part of me because I'm definitely going to at least get him one in, but there is a part of me. I'm a cheapskate when it comes to FPL, and I'm always like, well, I could save what a million Cucurella over games. You know, <laughs> I love a bargain. That's it. But I think what do people think there. about Cucurella? Is anybody thinking of getting him in? I, I'm a bit worried still about like pe- people are saying what well, they spent 60 million on him, but they spent 60 million on Chilwell as well. You know what I mean? And they just signed Kula mm. Bali, so like it's there's kind of three players are going to share those two positions, the left centre-back and left wing-back. Those three are going to rotate. And we don't know how 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 often he's going to switch them. We don't know. You know, so it's, it's just still a bit up in the air for me. Like, I wouldn't like to be... I don't like stressing about players starting games all the time in FPL. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't mind a risk every now and again, but I hate that that feeling of waiting on the lineups for every match in case your player doesn't start, especially with my defence. I like to know... They're in there. They're going to play every week. You know what I mean. So, are any of you guys thinking of getting a in? Or I, I, think... I wouldn't touch him with a barge pole personally. Would like you not? Uh, right, right now, <laughs> just because I don't know. Again, no, that, his, that history isn't, isn't there. Chilwell was a big player for for him, mm-hmm. like previously. You know, so you think he's got to get game time. That lads, and and then if obviously Cucurella spent a lot of last time playing as the left side of a back three. At, Brighton to play more defensively um, rather than in that like attacking wing back role as well. So again, you don't know is he someone who's not going to get those same like forward forward returns? I'd, for me, he's someone who I'd want to wait. I'd want to give it six weeks, eight weeks until I know uh, how he's going to use him and 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 how regularly he's going to use him personally. He's mm. he's one where yeah you know talk about players always want I need like another week or two's worth of information. Is he, you know, is he nailed on? Is he going to be taking those set pieces? Is he going to be playing going forward? Yeah, before I make that move. But no, I mean, what last thing I was going to ask James before we have a look at uh, Chris's team? Any regrets not captaining uh, Jesus? Did it was it a was it a consideration at any point? No. <laughs> Fair. It, it was Haaland at home against Bournemouth. Mm. You know, that's yeah. that's not that's a decision. If if I had that chance to make that decision a hundred times, I'd a hundred times go for Haaland. You know what I mean? And I never beat myself up over taking the obvious choice with the captain. You know, like it's, I think what it does do now is it brings Jesus for sure into the reckoning as as a possible captain. Like in my head, there's usually only two or three options for captain most weeks. Your premium players, you know, your your Canes, your Haalands, your Sons, your Salah. But I, I think now you're really like if you if there's a week where they all have reasonably difficult fixtures and you see Arsenal sitting there on a 
a home game against somebody from the low end of the league, it's definitely something to think about for the future. But no, no regrets whatsoever about the captaincy. As I said, I, I think that's that's just, that's. Uh, it would have been silly to take any other decision. I think, to be honest. Yeah, but uh, and you know, maybe this is the season where you have to take those gambles. So um, there'll mm. be another another yeah. week for, for Jesus this year. But yeah, that's it. Playing it safe, a lot of people did, and yeah, just uh, one of them. You can't predict a nineteen put hole. I don't think. Uh, no, I think I think I saw something that said only eighty people in the top ten thousand captained him, and like none of the FPL experts did, mm. sort of thing. So nobody really took the risk. I mean, obviously it paid off if you did, but uh, like I say, you probably you've, you generally captain your premiums. That's why they cost so much. That's why you have them in your team. If you're not going to captain them, don't have them in your team. You know, that's mm-hmm. the sort of thing, isn't it? So uh, it's a tough one. There'll probably be a week, um, a couple of weeks, you know, during the season where he's the, a viable option. But I think for, for a while, he'll still be behind Salah and Harlan and Kane, I guess, yeah. Well, next up, uh, Chris, we got uh, got your team uh, up on the screen. Sorry, mate, should have got you on on a better week. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, was, it was an awful week. <laughs> With the lofty highs of Jamesy to uh, Sorry, mate. To, to, <laughs> to a, lo- a lonely 36. It was <laughs> awful. What went um, wrong? I, I, you're get, well, one thing that went wrong, I had Jesus in the first week mm. and got rid of him. Brought in Wilson, and of course, there's a 17 points difference. Rage transfer. A lot of people did. People were like shipping up for Mitrovic. That was one, wasn't it? Where came in on a, on a minus one. What was the other popular move, the lads? There was a couple, wasn't that on um, on one of those FTL appeal tips pages, Chris? But it was like a was... 20 point swing for some people. Oh, was it, would it have been Darwin, probably? Yeah, yeah Darwin. If, if you went it. down from Darwin to Jesus. Hmm. Yeah, and then the, the the other bad point was Edward only playing twenty five minutes and then getting a booking as well, mm. so that didn't help us. <laughs> uh, I'll read it out for those listening: Ramsdale with one point in goal, back three of Alexander Arnold with three points, Gabriel with one, Cancelo with eleven, mm. uh, midfield Bowen with two, Son with two, Sancho with one, uh, Bruno Gomes from Newcastle with three, mm. and then. Edward no points, Harlan ten points, Wilson two points, and unfortunately Nico Williams sitting on the bench with seven. So <laughs> another one I missed out with, which mm. uh, was when I, when I sat watching that uh, the Liverpool Palace game on Monday night, and I'm there sitting there going, "Don't bring Edward, don't bring him." <laughs> on. And he goes and fucking brings him on, and it, that's it, done. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it was enough. I've I've triggered my wild card as well. So, very mm. good. I can understand. It's the Newcastle heavy element of your team. I think that's the biggest yeah. kind of thing. But you you gone non template. To be fair, like you know, you went against the the grain of uh, you know what what people were doing. Um, so that's that's a plus, isn't it? But you you like Gareth? Are you sticking to that, or are you are you just bringing in all the uh, all the players everyone's got now? No, to I, get back I can on, I can read you out what I've got for my. Currently for my team, when it loads, sticking with Ramsdale and goal, going four across the back with Trent, mm. Gabriel, Cancelo, and I've brought Nico Williams in. Mm. They've got everything away, on which should be all right. Mm. Uh, Salah, Kulishevsky, and Rodrigo across the midfield, and then I've stuck with Edward. Although that'll probably change by the weekend. 
and mm. I've got Haaland and I've brought Jesus back in. Mm. And I've got Dewsbury Hall, Bruno Gomerish and Bueno on the bench. Mm. Stick on with Bruno. Uh, on the bench, but that, again, it's a couple of days that could change. Um, mm. But we'll, we'll see where we go with that. The, the, the one doubt in that team looking at it is obviously Leeds playing Chelsea. Mm. I'll probably take Rodrigo out. Mm. Um, but it was just I I I was sat on Sunday after the the games and I'm looking at the team. I only had Alexander Arnold and Edward left, and with how badly it would been going that weekend, I was like, I need to change it anyway. So I immediately just I with I wanted rid of Sancho. I wanted mm. rid of Wilson, mm. and I had already done the transfer the week before, so I didn't have a free transfer, so I wasn't going to take a hit this early right. and thought, you know, I'll just go for it, go for the wild card and see how we get on for this week. Mm. That's fair, fair logic. I can totally, you know, get it. I think, like I say, you've, you've been brave uh, with the team so far, but yeah, you know, if you're not happy and uh, things need turning around, it's the week for wild cards. Connor asks in the uh, the chat, yeah, how many wild you had to step out how many wild cards gone so far? Two so far, but maybe three. Uh including me. <laughs> Andy's already on one unless he pulls another one out. Uh, <laughs> He's had a free hit. <laughs> oh, Brilliant. Um but yeah, that, that's it. Any, anyone else got on the team? I'm um, Nico Williams is one. Like that's he screams mm. me as far as an FPL asset. Four million mm. for someone who looks as good as he, he is, if it if I could have six defenders, he'd be my sixth defender. Like because I'm yeah. five premium at the back, I can't really make the room for him. But especially their home games, I'd love to have him. Yeah, I was playing around a little so. earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just switch my team back up for a second, Ben, I yeah, sure. Because um, mm-hmm. I was thinking of getting rid of Trent, bringing in Nico Williams, getting rid of Saka, bringing in Son. Mm. Uh, and then there was another bit that I had to move oh, I could have moved Grealish to Gungadon uh, and I'd take a minus 8 or something but obviously I think getting rid of Trent is kind of shooting myself in the foot but like Nico Williams did have like he looked great in that Forest game as a like a going forward asset sort of thing uh, I also think Chris um, Rodrigo's not a bad asset to have in the team so as long as you've got a way to get to him after this week uh, like once your wild card, I think because I, I I thought he was uh, down as a forward, he's down as a midfielder, isn't he? So he'll obviously mm. um, get an extra point if he scores a goal when he's playing up front, sort of thing for Leeds. Yeah. So that's yeah. always a good thing to, to have got, in mind. Lampard's injured as well, isn't he? So uh, yeah, so he's going to be playing up front for the next uh, month or so, I think. I've yeah. got Dewsbury Hall and Bruno Gomes as my other choices, and obviously with Newcastle playing City, not the best idea, but I think with Leicester playing Southampton at home might be a a better option, but we'll, yeah, uh, we'll I mean you're preaching to the choir with me and Dewsbury Hall, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will snap them up in the uh, draft already. He's got him now. I've uh, I've already sent him a trade offer, but I've not had a response yet. So <laughs> it's 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 interesting you say that Alexander Arnold thing there, Chris, about like because you've obviously got both Alexander Arnold and. Robertson and then you sort of mm. like say about getting into Trent and mm. shooting yourself in the foot but that was one of the things that like jumped out to me when I was doing that 
uh, like analysis by the value because mm. if you tr- Robbo missed some games last season through injury, when you actually like weighted it up as if him and Trent played the same amount of games, they basically got exactly the same amount of points. So points mm. per million, Robbo's a better investment better than option, yeah. Arnold, and, and you wouldn't. You wouldn't think it, would you? Like I don't know, you just you just perceive Trent's on yeah. more free kicks and things like things like that. So I don't know. It's kind of one of the things that I'm like balancing off in my wild card. Yeah. There is, yeah. do I get do I get rid of Trent who feels like your gut reaction one, or do you go with the numbers like and you know mm. st- maybe stick with Robbo because you're getting that half a million. Mm. Yeah, it, yeah, that's it. I think the big thing as well is like it's very easy to be like you know. Well, when we get into transfers in a minute, don't want to get rid of Trent and Robbo. They got United on Monday. They're going to do well. Yeah. But it, what else you can do with the money, isn't it? You know, if you can bring in Reese James and for, for like six million, mm, and that million so and many half options. should upgrade. Like it's not one for one, is it? You know, like for me, if I go, if I go, if I take Robinson and Trent down, which I'm not sure I'll do, but say I went to James and Cucurella, that would allow me to get rid of, you know, Aston Villa's IWC gobshite and bring in an actual <laughs> good player. I'll bring in Diego Jota. Like that, and that would literally give my team an extra player. It would be like having a 12th man that I don't have right now. Well, basically an 11th man because I haven't got an 11th player right now. Like that would, you know, be worth it in my circumstances potentially, but it's that fear against it of going against it. Yeah, yeah. My, my Evertonian wife has already come down this morning and told me that she's got rid of both her shite red shite defenders. Uh, <laughs> that, I was going to ask, yeah. is she duck cooker in the chat? I know she's not, or that's for me. Uh, no, it could have been her. <laughs> can, I ask, can I ask Garrett as a Liverpool fan, are you a bit worried about Liverpool's defending this year? Because, like, they've, uh, I know. They had a lot of the ball against Palace, but like the way they were caught out by that breakaway by Palace, and then the defending against Fulham wasn't great. Mm. And Van Dyke doesn't look a hundred percent to me. And and somebody in the in the chat when we were doing this last week made a very good point that when when Van Dyke doesn't play well or when Van Dyke is a little bit off, the entire mm. Liverpool defence starts to look not as good as it usually is. And is, is there a bit of a worry about them defensively? Because as you said, Benno, like if like my, my problem in the draft at the moment is I have double Liverpool. I've got Allison and I've got Trent. Now obviously I'm not going to sell them in the draft, but like they're the they're two of my top three picks that I took. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of thinking they'll be getting me points every week and they're getting me nothing so far. You know what I mean? And I'm just mm-hmm. starting to wonder if I did have double Liverpool defence in the fantasy game, would I be thinking about taking one of them out? You know, the, the double clean sheets aren't happening at the moment, you know. No. Yeah. I mean, I mean that one, the, that, that Palace game, that goal the other night, you know, that was like, I think did I say in our, our chat, that just reminded me of like playing football manager when you're just absolutely battering somebody <laughs> and then they get one goal and they've like had zero possession, zero mm-hmm. shots in the whole game and they get a goal and you're just like, you know, fucking bollocks as if kind of thing. You know, you're going mad at like FM in the in those uh, in those situations. Um, I think I'm not I'm not overly concerned about Liverpool's defence um, going forward. I think it's more like making sure they've got the right midfield in front of it because I think that's an an underrated part of it when it comes to comes. Obviously, like people all talk about like you know, Nat Phillips um, playing the other day and like mm. people like hold that up as an excuse and things like that. But I think when they like fuck around with the uh, midfield structure in front of it, I think that's when like Liverpool can get a bit more exposed at the back. And um, I think, um, you, you, you know, I, I, I think once probably 
Joel Matip's fit again, who I think is probably one of the most underrated players in the mm. league. Um, okay. I think that'll solidify things big time. I think when Jordan Henderson, as he, he gets a lot of stick, but like as you know, the work that he does plugging that gap behind Alexander Arnold, like mm. when he goes forward, yeah. is a you know a big part of keeping us defensively solid as well. I'd have no concerns once once those two lads are lads are playing playing constantly. Yeah, I think- to be honest, no, no, I can't, I can't uh, see how we're just going to drop. You know, why would we just suddenly go, you know, the other other way uh, randomly? But I'm not confident against United. I must admit, there's a feeling. Come on, honestly, honestly, I'm really not. I, I, I'm, everyone's talking about this like it's going to be oh Liverpool are going to get a haul this weekend and stuff. Like they haven't shown anything to me in the first two games that suggests that, that that's going to be the case. Like not at all. Um, Gareth, I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Just stop worrying. I promise you. Even but if we'll you play shite, we, we would literally give you the ball and tell you put it in the goal. Like, don't, don't worry. It's just because it's a derby, though. Like, they, I just still feel yeah. like there'll be a. Even if United nick a goal and it's a messy 2 1, like, maybe I'm just convincing myself of that because I want to transfer Robbo out. But, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be like 7 0 or something. It felt like that watching United at the weekend. That, that was, but as like time's gone on and the more I think about it, I don't know. Footy never really works like that, does it? I'm sure it'll be. Yeah, well, I think with um, Darwin Nunes out, it's going to be more Salah central focused, which I think will be a you know a big part of it. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of where it helps for him. I think is Milner expected to play again midfield? I guess against United. How's he still going? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I don't. I think he looks a bit out of place on because uh, <laughs> I love. I mean, obviously, I, I was bigging up um, Harvey Elliott last week, and I thought he looked good mm-hmm. um, in the in the Liverpool game. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure um, how long they can survive with Milner as the, uh, the the other part of that midfield. Because mm. yeah. that does that just limits Alexander Arnold and Robertson when you haven't got yeah. the confidence that mm. you've got. Because that was the big bit behind, um, behind them. Because that was the big bit when uh, Liverpool lost to City in the league last year, wasn't it? Milner had to play right back instead of Trent, and he just had a nightmare. Um, yeah. If I remember right, but. Uh, Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure he's got the uh, the pace for the the big ninety minutes. As, as similar to what we were saying about um, uh, Aspi at uh, Chelsea. Yeah, just a question for everybody: When you bring up Darwin Nunes, obviously he's going to have a free game ban or however long he's going to be out for. But with the knowledge that he can be easily wound up, where does everybody sit on bringing him in once he comes back? Because Def- defenders are now going to know you give him you, you keep at him and you keep at him he's going to react mm. well come to that yes <laughs> <laughs> you know, honest, Chris, um, there's probably three or four better options than actually bringing Darwin into your team you, you've mm. got Harlan Jesus hang on I made an offer to get him out of your draft team Andy and you turned me down <laughs> I know I offered storage but <laughs> There's not, there's no other strikers available, and I just want to keep. Well, he's half decent, isn't it? He's not storage. Is the main thing. But there's better, op- there's better options out there than bringing uh, Darwin in. I would say. I think you know what you know what though, Chris. Like, I think it'd be interesting to see what Klopp's level of trust in him will be now, because mm. where he's going to have Diego Jota coming back to fitness, who has. 
stepped into that side from day one and looked like he was, you know, just playing at the same level of anybody else. He's tried and tested. He's reliable. He, like, Nunes could easily find himself where Klopp thinks, do you know what, you fucking let me down here. You need to give show me something now for six months. And Klopp's a strong enough character to do that. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit if he just puts him on the back burner for, for a while and gets, you know, gets it out of the spotlight. Yeah, I mean, his first game back would it like if he gets picked for it is the uh, Merseyside derby at Cuddleston. So he'd get needled there when he if, he if he came back for that one. So I'd bring him back in for that. Uh, yeah. but, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I would say just on that point that if you get if you're spending that much on a striker, you might as well get Jesus at this yeah. point. Save a million. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, we got uh, your team up finally, Andy. We've been a lot of talk of uh, of wild cards and such and chips. You are you are now this podcast, Mister Chips. That's your nickname now, Mister Chips. <laughs> <laughs> this was your wild card team, mate. Hey, it worked out well for you. Only six behind Jamesy, so near the uh, the top of the pile for uh, for this week. Can't uh, can't argue too much. No, um, I think on Saturday's games, I were like, bloody hell, I've done well here. And then sun- Sunday Monday games with Bowen and Salah and uh, what have you, it's like. Not so good, but uh, let's go through who I had. So, Edison has stuck in for um, Allison. Edison, you, mm. you know, you're getting your six points from him. He had a pretty easy game against Bournemouth. Mm. Alexander Arnold, as we've said, he had, he had um, you know, a couple of good chances going forward, but Liverpool's defence, he played too high up the pitch, and once the ball got behind him at the centre like, like circle, Palace are a dangerous team going forward. It's just like some rapid players. Wilfred Zaha, I mentioned him last week, um, mm. possibly one to keep an eye on for like week, I think week four of, uh, week four or five. He's, he's definitely one he should stick in at seven mm. million. Uh, Zinchenko, Arsenal, leakier than a tap, but they'll score plenty going forward. Um, not, not unhappy with him because he got a good return in week one. Uh, Cancelo, 11 points. He's one who I um, stuck in on my wild card. And because um, originally I was going to have, I think, Diaz and uh, James. And then last Friday I, I changed my mind again. So I thought, oh, I'll stick Cancelo and uh, Trippier in. And I think it worked out better, even though Reese James scored on the Sunday. Yeah, he's got similar points to Trippier. So happy with that. Martinelli, um, as we've discussed, he's uh, he's doing very well for a six million pound uh, midfielder going forward. Mm-hmm. Jack Harrison's the one I think doing well for me. He's he's got an assist both games, and but his issue he's been booked twice now, so I, he's going to be on a a one game ban soon enough. Um, Salah, yeah, it's it, every every fucker's got him, so he. He, he just cancels each other out, doesn't it? Uh, Jared Bowen. I'm getting rid of him. <laughs> He's last season's boy. Him. Yeah, so he'd, I put him in this week thinking, oh, against Nottingham Forest, he might get one or two, might turn up. I don't mm. think he had a touch of the ball. Totally went missing. Mm. I think it would rather like Ben Rama of four nels who had more, more chances on goal for West Ham. So... Um, Harland, I think we all expected him to, you know, knee deep in goals and uh, probably got her in assist. But 10 points isn't too bad, I would say, for a return. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus, I've, I'm happy I stuck with him. 
it was I, originally I were putting um, what's it Nunes I were actually going to put in, uh, and then I thought as he did all right in that game last it, you know the first week of the season, and mm. uh, they had a pretty easy fixture against Bournemouth, so I like, ah, keep him in. It's paid off that nineteen points. Um, one I'm probably a bit disappointed. Well, I didn't put in. Now is that Nico Williams? He was excellent against West Ham going forward, and mm. like wise, he could be he could be good. But it's like where could, else could I fit him in on that on the on um, game week two? Because but mm. like I expected to. Uh, you know, to get a few points. So no, overall, I'm I'm bloody happy with that. I, mean, I think I was a high of um, about eighth on Saturday. I know, mm. like JT said, like one or two players score here and there, and probably mm. back down. I think I'm about twenty fourth now in the Grapple League. But um, that week before, I was like sixtieth place. So, well, I'm like a pig in shit at the moment with that. <laughs> it's it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy that you got over 70 points and you're not even in the top million for the game week. It's, I know. It's like, <laughs> just so many high scores at the minute. You're just like, 70 is like usually a quite high watermark for the uh, for the week. And it's uh, mm. well, barely even what, uh, top eighth of the of the game. I think there's like 9 million people playing. So. I think about mm. 770,000. But yeah, to, to, to get two weeks running above the average... Well, that's the thing. I used, I used to put a lot of stock in the average and be like, well, at least I'm above the average. doesn't matter anymore. Like, I think it's what it is, is in that million above Andy, there's a load of identical teams. And until hmm. those teams start breaking off and people make, instead of just doing one-for-one copying transfers with like, you know, Andy FPL or whoever the YouTuber is that these people are watching, once those teams start going in different directions, I think it will open up a little bit, but... Yeah, yeah. I wish I I wish I'd taken a shot, a screenshot of the uh, the template team that everybody got when they signed up because I wonder how well that team's doing mm-hmm. uh, and like if people made a lot of changes from that when they originally just signed up because like, yeah. there could just be a lot of teams like if that template was because it was it was pretty solid from what I remember I had Perisic and uh, Jesus and a few people in it um, sort of thing. It could, I, think, uh, I, think, I think in my first team, Chris, I had I had Coutinho in the midfield. That was off the line mm. of and looking at it like, oh, he didn't look too bad. But Coutinho, uh, when he initially came to Aston Villa, he, he was excellent. But mm. last like few months of the season, he totally died a death. So yeah, I mean, we were saying last week Villa didn't even look like they'd uh, turned up no. uh, just yet. So. And they've got, uh, I think they're f- probably going to be going with a two up top because that seems to be where they're playing best, doesn't it? With uh, Ings and um, Watkins. Watkins up top. And then you've got kind of got a crapshoot between like Bundeo, uh, Ramsey, Coutinho, mm-hmm. uh, Bailey. Yeah. You know, there's quite a few players all going for just a couple of spots. So it's kind of difficult to get anything out of that Villa team. If yeah, we all start uh, the role Hall of Fame. I would put Coutinho and Luca Dean in as the first oh, two entrants. <laughs> most frustrating people to own. What did Dean <laughs> get? Minus one this week or minus? He's having yeah, a top score. Minus one. Days. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take Coutinho that. zero. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the thing with Coutinho is the reason he's in my team was because, again, when I was doing those stats, 
is like when you're looking at like his average points per game, when you're looking at his points per million, he's right mm-hmm. up there with like Mount and Madison and stuff like that based mm-hmm. on, you know, last season. And then you're thinking, is a, is a mil less? Is someone there you can throw in where mm-hmm. on average he was getting you like half a point less a game than those lads? So it looks, you know, yeah. like although my eyes watching Villa were telling me he wasn't performing at the level he was, he was still like delivering returns you know he was obviously getting fucking assists off his ass or whatever kind of, kind of <laughs> thing but yeah um, so again he, he felt worth a punt but definitely not mm-hmm. after he went off injured against Everton last week he's fucking well gone yeah that's probably based on just two weeks where he had massive hauls and then all the other weeks it was just ones yeah. and twos if I, if I remember really, right, yeah. that's all he did he had two massive yeah, weeks yeah. and then nothing all the rest of the time and that, that brought yeah. his average up obviously yeah Mm. He hit the ground running, didn't he? Scored on his debut, yeah. I think, and then got a, an assist. It was a double game week. Stuff. He went nuts as well at one point. Yeah, he, he played nineteen. He played nineteen games last year, which again mm. was surprising to me because in my head, I, prob- I thought he probably only played about twelve, or some, mm. something like that as well. <laughs> so it felt like a decent number to be basing stats on. Mm. Yeah, I was just going to say also, Andy uh, Jared Bowen scored tonight for West Ham. If that's going to change your mind. <laughs> I, last year, what was he like third place midfielder last year, Chris? I'd say something like that. He was, yeah, he was, yeah, he was, yeah. He was the highest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was the highest pre, uh, non-premium player, mm-hmm. wasn't he? I think last year. That's why they yeah. put him at eight point five because he broke two hundred. Yeah, yeah sure. doing like that. The Matt Garrett's doing like he's a on a points per million type of basis. Like he's up there for quality, isn't he? For last year, mm-hmm. it's just whether it happens. Uh, happens. I'd probably go on year. that. If, like. Uh, I just don't know how exactly how Gareth's working out, but that points per million thing, I'd probably say Ben Rama's a better choice than Jared yeah, Bowen this else. season. Mm-hmm. I really rate Ben Rama. Mm-hmm. Um, and he always well, seems to be in a monster. Problem with Bowen is 8.5 million. You can spend eight, can't you? On the yeah. Diaz yeah. or Foden or somebody, yeah. you know, yeah. at that level. But yeah, before we get into the the fixtures upcoming, any other comments on the uh, the other games that happened uh, this weekend? Anything, uh, anything else stand out? And you're the laying moments. Fulham again. Another clean sheet, not a good result. Just steadily doing okay so far for a team that everybody wrote off, you know. Mm. I wouldn't panic on Mitrovic. I know he missed his pen. No. No, no. He had a pen. He, yeah. Like, you know, it's it's a very slight difference of a game week, isn't it? If he you know, if he buries that pen, it's it the other way. You know, people are probably transferring him in, in the millions mm. right now, aren't they? Going yeah, forward. and he's he's staying on penalties, they've said. Are it's they? not being oh, taken off him, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so if they do get another one, um, Rodrigo at Leeds was obviously kind of a a big change for a, a midfielder now being their starting striker. Uh, bad week for him next week, but after that, I think they're pretty they're not too bad. Um, wasn't really too much else. No. Well, getting into the the future uh, plans, then we can have a little look at uh, a Gareth's wild card as well. Obviously, I uh, got the fixtures uh, up there for this week. Andy's uh, Andy's already hit the chip. What happened with the uh, the free hit, mate? Was it just you fancied that early Spurs pitch? Uh, you fancied uh, Everton at home? <laughs> <You're drunk. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Monday night game, was it that? So what did work was um, after the Saturday game with Brentford, so I've actually brought in that De Silva from Brentford for um, Andres Pereira. Mm. And then Sunday, I was like, like thinking around, thinking, oh, could I take like a minus four on Summit? And then I was bringing Kulisewski in for Bowen. But I'd, mm. what I'd done, I pressed the free hit active thing by accident and I couldn't, couldn't oh, change no. it. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm stuck with um, a, free, well, a free hit of a team this week. So I've got um, I've got Edison in net. Mm. 
got um, defence. It's uh, Rhys James, Cucurella and Cancelo. Mm. So they've all got the easy games. Leeds and Newcastle away. Midfield, I've got Martinelli stuck with him. Salah, I've stuck with him. Uh, mm. uh, uh, Bakayu Saka in uh, mm. against Bournemouth. I think he could um, you know, perk up there. Mm. Jesse Lingard, I've stuck in. Uh, for Nottingham Forest against Everton, he looked. I thought he looked good going forward last week. Maybe playing a bit just off that Iwanimi. Mm. Uh, up front, I've got Tony Ivan Tony against Fulham. He seems to have had good returns, only nine and an eight. So um, hopefully, something from him. Jesus is my captain against mm. Bournemouth. They should they should hammer them, shouldn't they? Um, um, to be honest, and um, I think I'm going with Kane over Ireland this week. Um, Brave man, just because it's Wolves at home, and I think Newcastle mm. are a tougher team than they have been in the past. Um, I think one player from City, maybe you could stick in, who has a good record against Newcastle's Kevin De Bruyne. He's mm. always one, one or two goals against them. Uh, Bench wise, I've gone, I've kept with Ward. But I think he's going to go out in a couple of weeks for uh, Dean Henderson. When I was mm. when I was on that, um, you know, when you can team plan um, online, I think yeah, Henderson, that team. yeah, coming in about five or six. Uh, De Silva, obviously still in there. Rico Henry for Brentford. He, mm. He's a good one at like four uh, four and a half million. If you want to, if you want a cheap defender who gets forward quite a bit, and Brentford, as we've said, have got um, some really good fixtures, aren't they? Well, only one of the matters. Yeah, and um, mm. it's, uh, Nico Williams. But uh, I think, I think for my team, what you know, when it reverts back to my own team, it's more seeing how Jared Bowen's doing might get shot of him or. It's like him and Trippier and like swapping it for maybe a Kukarella and uh, mm. probably or Kulazevsky. So there's not really much tinkering I have to do with me with my proper team. But mm. I think some of them players who I did have in my main team have got tougher fixtures. So hopefully it works out again like the free hit. So, but then it, I'm bugging. I'm bugging. <laughs> November, but yeah, just see how we're going it. Yeah, I think that um, move from Bowen down to Cucurella would be really good for you, looking at the fixtures. Mm. Mm. What's the percentage of managers on a free hit this week, Chris? Do you <laughs> Half a percent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw um, there's like um, uh, FPL Mate does an experts video, and mm. I think only like 3% of the top, uh, like the 100 experts or however many experts he asked were doing a wild card I don't think anybody was doing a free hit sort of thing but obviously <laughs> yeah, I don't know um, I can't imagine there's many people doing one in the in the game week could pay off though what are you going to say James? I was just going to say am I the only one who doesn't think Wolves are that bad I think everyone else here thinks they're terrible and one of the teams to target I think, they, I think Wolves, Wolves this season will be exactly what Wolves always are that they'll be mid-table They'll mm-hmm. be solid enough. Their big problem is they can't score goals. And going yeah. forward is, is always a big problem for them. They're a very stodgy team. But like they'll they would they're they're usually solid enough in defense. Like like I don't think they're a brilliant team. I don't think they'll be challenging for Europe or anything like that. Like, but 
I really don't think they're a team that people should be targeting in terms of, oh, I could see a team hauling against them. Like they're, they're a very solid team at the back. I think they've made some really good signings. They, they brought in Nathan Collins at the back. They've signed a guy this week from Sporting Lisbon called um, Mateus Nunes, who's yeah. a brilliant midfielder. Really, really good. Like He should be at a much higher club than, than Wolves. I, I don't know if he's going to be a great FPL asset and that he's mm-hmm. kind of a more deep-lying midfielder, but like he's a real... Like, Put it this way: I look at their, and I look at the midfielders they have, and I take, I take at United, I take Neves, I take Nunes, I take Matinho any day of the week. I, I think they have some really good players. So, like, I, 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 I don't. I was saying, I think, I think I said last week that um, Newcastle and Wolves are kind of interchangeable for me, but like. Wolves' defence is great and Newcastle going forward is great. Yeah, and like yeah. they kind of like the reverse of each other sort of thing. Because I do like um, Ike Nori and um, Johnny yeah. in their defensive yeah. options. I think they're fairly yeah. sort of Kilman just, as well, usually pretty yeah. good. Listen to Wolves' last seven games last season. Lost 1 0 to Newcastle, lost 1 0 to Burnley, lost 3 0 at home to Brighton. Drew 2-2 with Chelsea, lost 5-1 to Man City, drew 1-1 with Norwich, lost 3-1 to Liverpool, and then like this season already, lost to Leeds, drew with Fulham. Like they haven't won a game for, for, since they were, fucking they were on they the beach a game for six season, months. They, they, they had nothing to play for. They weren't quite in <laughs> Europe. They weren't going down. So I, I guarantee you they'll be somewhere on the table. Like I, I certainly don't think they have any relegation worries. Like when you look at some of the other teams in the league. Mm. Well, I was there's, there's too much JP and you there backing that Irish lad at the back. <laughs> <laughs> have you, honestly, have you seen that goal he scored for Ireland? Oh, yeah. Unbelievable! Jesus Christ, what a goal! <laughs> no, I, I was going to say, like you know, looking at like God, spares. You know, I think people are going to get heavy into this week. Like I've said, I'm I'm keeping a son around for literally that reason uh, that Spurs game but I don't know you do hear you know, some Spurs fans who aren't feeling hugely confident about that that Wolves game early kick off as well I know it's mm. a stupid thing to uh, to jinx but it, you know <laughs> it, it does it does play on my mind a little bit it's kind of putting me off but like you said earlier Jamesy or I don't know it was Chris like before the season started we were all looking at these fixtures going yeah I'll have me uh, I'll have me little Spurs captain in, in these weeks so maybe I'm just being put off last minute by the uh, <laughs> I don't know, just uh, just some doubts about that early game and just in general are going with Son or if I had Kane going with Kane when the two of them have not really done anything so far. I think it's because you know your game week's over. If you do the early game, you're just kind of like, yeah. you're just mm-hmm. sitting on two points from your captain or something. You're like, nah, I'm not going to break 40 this week. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I know you listen to him as well, Chris. It's James from uh, Planet FPL. He's like, he's mm. more of a football watcher than an FPL guy, so he'll tell you more about what happen, happened in the actual game itself. So he's like, reverse me and you. He's a massive Spurs fan, and he just doesn't see it on Monday as far as like a, a big score for Spurs. So that has maybe like played on my brain a little bit. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know what's people's uh, transfer plans in general. I know uh, obviously Gareth on the on the wild card and uh, and Chris as well. We can have a look at uh, Gareth's wild card as well in the uh, in the conversation. But what are the uh, what are the moves other than the ones I suppose we've uh, mentioned already? Anybody got anything up the sleeve? Well, I've done mine already. I I did, I did cash, sold mm. cash before he dropped, and I got Walker in. So that's mm. that's mine. I'm happy enough with that. I just. Cash was a bad choice, and he's he's mm. just doesn't look like doing anything. So happy to get a solid defender like Kyle Walker in instead, and I'm kind of seeing him as a placeholder until Perisic starts to play games, and then hopefully I'll hop onto him. Then I have 
0.4 million in the bank that I can move up from Kyle Walker if I need to go to Perisic again. Mm. Any teams anyone's thinking like a targeting in general? Like I think for me, Chelsea stand out. Spurs stand out, um, despite yeah. you know what I said there. <laughs> they're kind of the Arsenal still got good fixtures. It is, it's the main teams, isn't it? City and Liverpool, Brentford and Brighton as well. Mm. Yeah, Brentford and Brighton. If you were looking at working something on the lower end of things, but uh, for me, it's um, I'd love to be able to get a Spurs player in mm. this week. Um, Grealish is kind of the the one that I don't know whether to give another week to and see how it goes. As I said, I could do Saka down to Martinelli, but I don't think that hot streak for Martinelli can continue, at least at the rate it's going. And if um, so, I might, I could roll and then decide something with those two mm. next week, sort of thing. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> I just, I've got a lot of tinkering to do tomorrow to try and uh, to figure I... out what I'm going to end up doing. For me, it's like I'm trying to look long term, but if I'm honest with myself, am I going to get like this? Is the ticker from uh, Fancy Football Scouts? A shout out to them. We're a proper FBL podcast now, lads. We're uh, doing shout outs to <laughs> Fancy Football Scout, but you know, that ticker goes up to like game weeks, uh, you know, seven, the, the free one on the website. And I'm looking at that yeah. now, and I mean, my wild card's going to come like before game week four, probably. So it's, I, I, I'm probably looking at short termism this week. I'm looking at just someone just to use a transfer because I don't want to hit the wild card button, just bring yeah. someone in. I think's gonna bang this week. And it might be, as Andy said earlier, yeah, Zaha's somebody I can I can get to if I think it would be defense. Reese James, um, potentially. If we get Spurs news on 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 Saturday morning, that might might change my thinking there. You know, I might look at one of their wing backs, you know, if it's only a short term punt and I'm not thinking long term. Yeah, if you get if we get early news and you get news of Perisic playing, could mm. be a good move to try and get him. I mean, I'm just looking on um fantasy football hub. Uh, their uh, fixture ticker for like easiest fixtures. You, mm. Your top three are Spurs, uh, Brentford, and Li- well, Spurs, Brentford, Liverpool, Chelsea, and then Brighton for the next uh, four game weeks. So mm. you probably look at trying to do those. But the Spurs fixtures: Wolves at home, Forest away, West Ham away, Fulham at home. Mm. I mean, yeah, you could really do with getting Spurs assets in. So yeah, same, those, uh, same with Arsenal. They're Bournemouth, Fulham, and Aston Villa. And Everton. Yeah. That, that's, that's why I'm, yeah, uh, not wanting to kind of mess up uh, having Saka in there at the minute. Mm. If, 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 you, if someone has got like Nunes, that well, I'd be looking there if, for like a short term change. It's like like Vardy possibly at home to Southampton this week because Southampton just leak goals like water and like you know he's sure. he's someone mm. who he's got pedigree hasn't he you know you know that he's going to be on penalties and things like that as well so if if you are looking short term if you're using a free hit for example maybe mm. um, maybe Vardy at home to Southampton it's not the worst option as well. Mm. Vardy's always the most uh, overlooked, isn't he? Of the, uh, mm. the it's every backs. year you think you think he's getting older now. He's this is going to be the season he drops off, and it never happens, does it? Look at you, any Jamesy? You, know, you might bring him in. Yeah, he'll go to United, and they'd ruin him. That'll be the end of his career. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say for for people who have Nunes and they're kind of thinking, well, I'm going to get rid of him for the next three fixtures. Br- mm. Brentford's next three fixtures: Fulham, Everton, Crystal Palace. Yeah, I, Ivan Tony, and you, you, you'll get a little bit of money in the bank as well. There, Ivan Tony's had a great start to the season. And j- just another little tip for people as well: don't use the transfer ticker that's on the official FPL website. You, you know the way they give the green and the red. Yeah, the, but it's it's crap because like they'll tell you that something like Brighton away 
is just as difficult as something like Fulham at home. They'll both be green, and you're like, you have to be a little bit more, <laughs> oh, a bit more nuanced than that. Yeah. Like, so you use one of the ones on FPL Hub or one like the mm. one here. Like it's it's a yeah, little, it's yeah. actually got more levels to it, and it's mm. like you know, it's it's. it's Take the time to to use one of those websites and look into it a bit more. Yeah, the FPL one as well doesn't change throughout the season. No, exactly. So it doesn't take into account how teams are actually playing. It just goes, oh, Man United—that's a red fixture all year. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and it most certainly isn't. Yeah, your eyes will tell you otherwise. With that, yeah. that's the thing. The models can only do so much, can't they? And the uh, and the stats and such. But yeah. I mean, on that note, just mentioned it. You know, obviously looking at the the fixtures going forward, Gareth. Um, one of uh, one of many <laughs> on a wild card here. You have uh, sent me over uh, an image here of your uh, of your wild card there. We use high tech here. I don't know if this is a picture. <laughs> <laughs> TTV. <laughs> this is your uh, this is your thinking so far, Ari. What's this the is, uh, what's the This is one like? of the options. This is one of the options here. Oh, so the so, so it's um basically it's do I go dead short ultra short termism and stick with Larice here and get that clean sheet potentially at home to Wolves, or do I switch to Edison there at the back and mm. his game games Next week and the week after, they're basically clear, um, nailed on clean sheets at home. Um, it means getting rid of Robertson to free up the cash to stick either Kane in or Son in. So um, there's a variation there on which one uh, that is, depending on like the the other team. I hate having three good strikers. I, I despise strikers in fantasy yeah, league. So um, but Kane at this dropped price at home to Wolves and he's on for a record as well. He'll score if he like Kane can become the highest scorer with a single club in Premier League history this weekend as well. So that's making me lean towards Kane a little bit more as well, like um at home to at home to Wolves there. Definitely wanting to stick older Madison and just keep that like eight million midfield in there that I can rotate between Saka, Mount, him going forward there. So I de- definitely don't want to drop out of that territory. But something that I'm sorely lacking at the minute is the City defender. Uh, so mm-hmm. just getting Diaz in there or potentially getting Diaz and Edison in there, I think just just strengthens things. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a bit um, nervous about that Saliba. That feels a bit short-termism just to possibly uh, weigh up a clean sheet. But at the end of the day, this is why I don't want to whack in these like high score, high price people like your canes and that because it does leave you exposed here. Where suddenly mm-hmm. you've got your four and a half, your Saliba, your Reed, your Andreas, and I hate having players who don't return. Like I always like to know that I've there's an op- another option there. Like. Yeah, you can kid yourself like me, where you can be like, "Well, I could downgrade Kane, and then I've got money to upgrade one of them." But it, it's like, well, when are you going to feel confident enough to do it? You know, it's like yeah. it would take you're almost wishing for like something to go wrong with Kane just so you can get rid of him. You know, you end up thinking like that, don't you? Um, which, 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 to be honest, doing it, it's like the antithesis of what I was trying to achieve by, say, mm-hmm. going like instead of having Son and Andreas having like Saka and Mount or something like that, you know, yeah. and, and trying yeah. to balance your points off between, between the two. But I've pressed the button now, so I've got to go with it. And I'm going to be the one sat here looking like a twat at two o'clock on Saturday when Wolves have won 1-0 and uh, took their <laughs> first win in the last time. <laughs> well, there's your, there's your other one. So is this one a bit more maverick? This is your other yeah. uh, set? That, that, that's the other variant. It's basically just instead of having like the second 4.5 midfielder, and mm-hmm. having Kane, it's basically flip Kane for Son, and mm-hmm. it's essentially the same team. I've got Edison at the back instead of um, 
instead of Larice in in this variant. I kind of feel like I'm leaning towards this, but I don't know. Just mm. that cane stuff feels a bit tasty, but the three striker thing just I yeah. really don't want to do because I just hate strikers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's fair. Like that. I mean, I built my team around having just one striker, and I was going to do that. Now Jesus is, you know, maybe uh, we re- re- rethink that just a little bit. But yeah, I think money yeah. belongs elsewhere, doesn't it? Your big issue with that will be you won't be able to get to Haaland or Kane for the rest of the this half of the season. Mm. Unless, unless you do like two, it'll take you two moves to get that sort of thing. You won't be able to do it just on the uh, I'm not going to have Haaland in my team for one game week this entire season. That's my that's my rule. I'm going to do this without Haaland. <laughs> wow. It's like me doing last season. Like me doing the last season without Ronaldo. <laughs> just refuse to have him. <laughs> is the hope he's been found out, Gareth? Or would you consider, like, you because you were high on going with Foden and hoping he'd match those points? So is that not a route, maybe, to try and yeah. probe yourself a bit? I, I will. I mean, Foden's one who's gone out on this, like, to try and sort of squeeze um, squeeze Son in here. So he is one of the people who've fallen this week. But again, I've still, again, if, this is where you go, like, well, I definitely want Madison to go to Southampton, but I could mm. quite easily just put Foden right back in next week. I mean, he, play, he played. I think Foden played 17 out of the last 19 games last season or 17. He started 17 out of the last 19 or 17 out of the last 20 last season. So Pep clearly has switched to the thing of like, he's one of my consistent starters, whereas before it was always a bit wishy-washy. I think you can get close to as many points out of Ireland as you can out of Foden for 4 million less. Mm, I like it. Anyone else got any thoughts on it? What, would you go this route, Jamesy? What would you be thinking if you went wild card? Uh, for, I, I would definitely have Tony in for sure, based on mm-hmm. his next good run of fixtures. Maybe six to eight are really, really good. Um, would you be worried, Gareth, about no Cancelo back there? Considering how I know we talked about having doubts about him in week one, like, but last week at the last game, he was getting forward so much, got an assist, clean sheet points. You know, I know you have Diaz there, but he's more of a six point a week guy. Whereas, you know, for the extra what million, Diaz is six, isn't he? Cancelo seven. Yeah, I, I did do a variant that had Cancelo instead of Diaz, and I think that was I ditched Tony to do that. And then the more right. I thought about it, it, was like I don't want to get rid of. Tony ah, no, that's more. that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah so you, you could go cheaper goalkeeper, I suppose, and get Cancelo. You could get a four point five keeper and have Cancelo there. Yeah, I'm a big premium keeper guy. I think you always do. You uh, always have the premium keeper. Even I, I season, think. Yeah. I think they're a undervalued asset. For yeah. fa- like, for, I know that for, when you look at a city defence and you're like iffy on who's going to play, I know that Edison's going to play every yeah, week. It's and cost, it cost yeah, me yeah. as much as like Eze of Crystal Palace or something like that. You know, it's like <laughs> especially you know. this year, the prices of those goalies like five and a half for Edison. Yeah. What's Allison like five or something? Like five, five and a half, half, half as well. Insane yeah. though. Like it's Mendy's only yeah, five, five, isn't he? Five. Like, that's it, Mendy. I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, well, that's the thing as well. Uh, that's why big at the back's a, a good thing because a five point five defender is mm-hmm. going to be better than a five point five midfielder this year, yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think, I yeah, think the same you know, looking at looking mm-hmm. at that team, that read for Fulham, a lot of the FPL YouTubers are picking him. It's like, well, we've got to find another IWC pick, and he seems to be the one for this week. <laughs> is it? Like, is it giving you? Yeah, giving you any inspiration, Chris uh, Elliot, uh, on on uh, your wild card? You're looking similar at all in some ways. 
I've, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm, I've kind of got to a, a stage with it where, like, it's trying to find out. Well, if I take this one out here, mm. like, where can I find it? Because, like, Jamesy was saying about putting Tony in. Mm. I've got Edward currently on five point five, and he would probably be the 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 most likely to go out of the three strikers. I've well, he he would have to be the one that would go. Mm. And with 0.3 million in the bank, it's then, well, where do I find the other, like, 1.2 million to get him in? And it's, I don't know. It's, mm. I, I think it'll be, it's going to end up, be, I'm off work tomorrow, so I think I might be sat, sat on my phone just uh, <laughs> going in and out, trying to figure out which which uh, which combination of players I think I'm, uh, I'm going to be going with in the end. Mm. I think one thing maybe Gareth, um, instead of Saliba, it, like, it obviously will depend if he plays. But uh, Cessignon at Spurs, mm. if you're looking at getting onto that Spurs uh, Southampton game, uh, he's four point five. If he's if he's a starting wing back, I've thought about it, but just the the Perisic thing is just like yeah. Making me if you could leave it towards, you get some uh, like uh, team news maybe. Yeah, like it could be a late switch. Mm. Yeah, it's an option. That's it. You'll be you'll be all over those waiting at uh, twenty five past eleven, <laughs> just in case there's been a leak somewhere as the uh, the spares line up. <laughs> but I'm no, looking there, uh, looking good so far. But yeah, plenty of tinkering. I think another reason I'm not hitting my wild card as well as like Chris said there. Love to take a day off. We'll take a day off and just tinker with it. I'd love to spend a week on it. That's my problem. It's like I can't <laughs> this late in the week. I can't pull the trigger. I would like a full week of of messing around, get those price rises. You know, get players. In early, um, it's always fun when you're on the uh, black card, isn't it? But um, yeah, I suppose the only other uh, question, I suppose, going going forward um, for for next week, captaincy. Um, is there a debate this week? Is there more a debate last week? They say we were pretty simplistic with it last week. It was it was Harland uh, versus Salah. I wonder if you know Jesus's haul this week and you know Salah's a uh, disappointing run and yeah, maybe maybe Harland not having a great week has made it a little bit more uh, complex this week. Anybody uh, got any interest in? Uh, takes on a captain. I'm thinking Son, um, as long as he's still on my team. But, yeah, anyone else? <laughs> I've, I've gone Jesus, myself, mm. over... Uh, I, I think the obvious thing is Salah against United. You think, oh, he's got a great mm. re- record against them. But um, mm. it's, it's just... The, you just look at it. Where can they get the most points in Arsenal against Bournemouth? Is, I think... Points heavy for Arsenal over mm. like Liverpool against United in what like Liverpool's form is at the moment. Mm. What about you, lads? Anyone else got a, a bold shout on it? I'm probably just going Salah. I think. Mm. I, Simple as I, that. United. I can't, I can't believe anyone would go anyone but Salah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I I thought <laughs> long and hard during the week about triple captain Salah. Honestly, for this week wow. because if Liverpool score score early in that match. Those mm. United players just they their heads will go straight away, and there's a strong chance Salah plays centre forward as well because they don't have they don't have Jota, no Firmino, no Nunez. Like mm. my big thing, I've, I've just got a nagging bit in the back of my head about how bad this protest is going to be, and if it gets the game cancelled like they that's, did they've been you know previously. That's, that's, that's the one. Re- that's the main reason I wouldn't go triple captain is there's a chance the game could be called off. Honestly. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I've just, I, got, if you I've do just got, 
I've just got visions of you, Jamesy, going man- mental in your living room as your triple captain Salah bags his fourth against United. And you're there, like. <laughs> I'm trying to protect myself. I'm like, I might as well get some enjoyment out of this game. So at least if I have if I get a haul from Salah, it's something anyway. Maybe that's what it is. It's, I'm trying to protect myself psychologically. Well, there's nothing worse think. than that. Like I used to hate that when I'd be like at the match and someone would yeah. score against Liverpool and I'd be like, Yes, they got the assist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a dirty yeah. feeling, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, at least it's them, isn't it? It's one of them. It's like, I'm not happy to score, but at least it was, you yeah. know, like, at least it was Yeah. Yeah, I've got Salah too, so yeah, maybe I'm... Uh, yeah, maybe I'm uh, jinxing things by going early captain on Sun. That's my conversation. Anybody considering Haaland? Do we think Newcastle put up a good fight against I, their I've got Haaland simply because I think that Newcastle at home like to attack. And I think that if they push forward, create some space in behind, Haaland will eat them up with the ball over the top. Um, although not necessarily City style. I think if there's, if there's opportunities to go there, I think they'll do it. Mm. Um, so I've gone, yeah, I've gone stuck with Harland mm. for now. <laughs> it might be, di- it's probably a differential this week, to be honest. I think uh, most people aren't going to go there, so yeah, might well, uh, might well work out for you. But yeah, before we uh, we, we uh, get out of here, should we have a, a quick, quick, I suppose, look at the at the draft? You know, a couple of uh, notable <laughs> results and in, uh, in that this, uh, are, we this going week? Week, are we going back to week one sorry <laughs> we can do it you know we can have a get it on here all right Gareth battered me last week you know I'm uh, I'm mad enough to admit eight, eight it points, uh, eight points you weren't battered it wasn't like last season <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had a bad one last season to be fair yeah it could have um for, for me last week it was it like we were saying last week it was just yeah they made bad benching decisions Bad decisions as far as uh, the fifth bids go. Just bad decisions all around. Deli Alley, I mean that that should have seen that one a mile away. Um, yeah, that didn't uh, that didn't work out. But yeah, there it is for last week. There you go, Gareth. Get it. You know, your name in lights. Thirty six, thirty eight. Yes, that did happen. But for uh, for this week, um, yeah, some uh, some notable uh, close ones in there. I'm going to try and uh, get the uh, the teams up uh, in, a, in in a second. But yeah, a couple of like ones uh, through the skin of the teeth. I didn't expect uh, to to get uh, get one over on Jamesy. And I know the uh, the next man who's going to going to join us for this uh, draft section of the show. There he is, Kingpin, coming to uh, to gloat about uh, beating JP by the one point. Is that why you're here, mate? Yeah, I'm pretty shameless. That is exactly why I'm here. I thought, I'm not going to try and pretend I know enough about the main game to talk about FBL, where somehow, despite having uh, Jesus in my side, I still only came. I still only got 27 points in the main game, which is quite impressive when you think about it. <laughs> but yes, I was very proud here. I, I, I think I actually played the draft quite well this week because I, I basically had not done very well in the actual draft. Mm. So I must have put in for seven different transfers because I knew there were certain players I had to get rid of. So like mm. you'd, you'd have to have like a backup transfer if somebody else nabbed a player. So I got three new players in. Um, and yeah, you know, like th- I think the key thing that the match was won on for me was Dean Henderson, mm-hmm. who had an astonishing game, you know, so many points won, um, lots of saves, clean sheep, saved a penalty. Mm-hmm. But what made it even, and then obviously you have Kevin De Bruyne as well, 
But what made it even mm. sweeter, I don't know if you remember this, Chris, in the group chat, you, about one o'clock, two o'clock on a Sunday, you were, you were listed all the people who definitely won. And you jinxed, <laughs> you jinxed JP. You said, JP has definitely won this. And I was like, hang on, he's not that much ahead of me. But JP had a, JP had a play on like eight points mm. in his subs. Yeah, on his subs, yeah. yeah. Who was definitely going to come in because you know, the other, the player, there's a player who had missed, uh, missed um, the Saturday games for JP. So like, I was having to do the maths in my head of... Oh, so you got add eight points to JP, blah 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 blah. So, and it all came down to Trent Alexander. Um, uh, Tre- Trent couldn't have a good game hmm. against Crystal <laughs> Palace. That was if Trent yeah. Alexander Armstrong had a good game, I'd be screwed. And hmm. thankfully, he, he didn't really do much, and he only got three points. And that was what got me the victory by the skin of my teeth. So, yeah, yeah. I was I was very happy with that comeback after a catastrophically bad performance um, um, uh, last time, which actually was the worst performance of the draft last 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 week. But, but rather than do it on like negative goals, uh, on goal difference, they do. I think they do it by alphabetical order because I'd been beaten worse than you'd been beaten, Benno. Right. But yeah, so it's yeah, point scored. I think isn't it scored? Yeah. But we were tied. Mm. But so when it's a tiebreaker, ah, okay, for, for, for mm. on points. They don't. They don't do anything. They don't do like the points difference or anything. I think they just do it based on um, the kind of alphabetical order. So yeah, no, I was quite. I was quite happy with getting forty six points. And uh, yeah, I, I was just going to say, well, when when I sent that message, JP was up thirty nine to twenty four, oh. and he had three to play, and you had four to play. Uh, so that's why I was kind of saying JP should win that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah. Tell you one mm-hmm. thing. I, one thing I don't like, though, and I've really screwed myself up. It's obviously I'm a, I'm a Leicester fan, but if you have a team's goalkeeper at, in your side, you have to want them to win. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like when you go an outfield player, and it's like, well, I want that team to lose, but I want this particular player to play well in defeat. Like mm-hmm. Henderson will only give me lots of points if Forest keep a clean sheet. So I basically can't root against Forest. This is going to really ruin this season. Oh, well. I'll take the point. Congratulations, mate. You uh, you deserve it. Well, you know, while I'm being, you know, charitable, I mean, if people want to throw congratulations my way, this was me and Jamesy this week. Just uh, <laughs> just saying, Jamesy. <laughs> it was this, the, I, you know, going into that last day, that Liverpool game, I think we were, were we tied or was we it one of one? 28 each, I think, yeah. Yeah, and I was like looking that. at your team going, well, you've got Robertson and Allison, and I've just got Diaz, so there's no way this is working out. And then in one fail swoop, what, the, the Diaz goal, Robertson getting taken off, Allison conceding. It all seemed to happen within about five minutes, and yeah. Uh, drama, mate, drama. I feel uh, feel yeah, bad for coaching it like that, but I needed the points. I'd be rock bottom if it hadn't happened. Yeah, this, 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 at the moment, this double Liverpool defense is killing me. Like, the, and in fact, like the first three people I drafted were Alison Robertson and Bowen, and they've literally done nothing between the three of them <laughs> in, in both weeks so far. So they're really kind of killing me at the moment. And like, the, the week, the, the whole game week started really well because the, what was the, what was the early kickoff? It was, um, Villa, Villa Everton. Yeah, and yeah. you, you had Coutinho who got zero, mm-hmm. Luca Dean who got minus one. And Bailey, who got yep. one. So you, you had three players who played mm-hmm. and you were on zero, basically. And I had Watkins, who got 11. 
So I was like, this is great. Like, I'm, I know I had three <laughs> players down already. I've only had one, and I'm 11 ahead. I was like, great, no problem at all. But you, you just slowly crawl, clawed me back until the very last game. And I, I actually love when, when a game, one of these games goes right down to the wire because, like, it, it can come down to something mm. silly like a yellow card or something <laughs> yeah. like that or somebody getting subbed off before their clean sheet points come in or something like that. So I think that's really, that's the value of the draft is, like, you're going into the Monday night game with something really to kind of be interested in, you know? I won a draft league once on like goal difference or something stupid. We had the end up being because an Ian ended up the exact same points. I remember us being like outside, like the Weatherspoons on a county road after the Everton game, kind of both refreshing our page, trying to figure out like the maths of who could have possibly won. And I think I'd won on some. I think it is its overall. I don't know. It's whoever's made the least transfers. I learned that last year. That's what it is. Okay, um, right. I think overall. Um, but yeah. It's, it's one of them. When it goes down to the wire, it definitely makes things a bit more. Oh, that would, that would explain why you... Because I had made transfers last week. Oh. Mm. Well, actually, I think I'm thinking of the main leagues. I think in the main leagues, that's the difference in draft. It is still overall points. Yeah, that's what it is. It's uh, the other way around. But, the, one yeah, thing I mean, on Alli- mm. the one thing on Allison is, because I had him last year, the problem with Allison is, he's a type of mm. goalkeeper. He won't give you any points if he concedes, because he mm. doesn't get to make many saves. Make saves yeah. mm. Same with Ederson, yeah. Mm. I was going to say, running through the uh, the other uh, results, uh, Gareth, another uh, stronger one for you. Uh, there you go, up against uh, up against our Connor, uh, fifty six to thirty eight. Wipe the floor with them there, mate. Yeah, I was happy because there was just a couple of transfers there as well. So I brought in Kilman and I brought in Veltman um, this mm-hmm. week. So it was nice to see both of them pay off with a, a clean sheet mm-hmm. for both. Uh, both of them. Good free agent um, pickups, them, yeah. Yeah, that, that, I'll be fucking them both off. I think this week it's generally my. I shouldn't shouldn't reveal <laughs> shouldn't reveal strategy should you? when it's like this head to head. But it's my whole thing is just basically around rotate those defenders. It's a week week to week game. This so get the <laughs> get the defenders in who you, you think is going to get the clean sheets that week and stick with the rest of the lads. But the surprise package there has been old Rodrigo for me. Uh, threw, threw him in the draft on just on a whim because Aladdin works a Leeds fan and he was banging on about how good he'd been in pre-season. And he was right, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, uh, you'll be here. You're up against... Uh, it was Eddie, wasn't it? You were, uh, you were up against... Uh, a lot yeah, this one... This one came down to the, uh, the Chelsea-Spurs game on Sunday because uh, obviously I had the three... Chelsea lads and Dyer, and he only had Kane, and we were on equal points. I think going. Um, no, I was a few points behind. Them. Mm. It's definitely on, close, wasn't it? Yeah, I was on thirty-three with four to play, and he was on thirty-eight with three to play. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, as we went into that Chelsea Spurs game, uh, when Kane scored and Havertz got booked, that kind of just killed it. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't believe that I lost the game and had uh, Jesus. Uh, bang in 19 um, or whatever it is but uh, yeah the rest of the team didn't really mm. uh, put up much of a fight I think if Maguire hadn't been in um, <laughs> that might have helped but <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't think I have much on the bench that I would Lamptey and Doherty yeah so I'd have only got one more point uh, from Lamptey so uh, yeah but, but, but Chris for my, as I said, for my main league I just got the thing up my main league side, I got 36 points with Jesus in it. Mm. And it's just like, that shouldn't be possible. Mm. Like, he got more than half my points. You know, he got more than the other 10 players combined. <laughs> yeah. That does sound like you might need to wildcard that well. 
go through the games. Yeah, Chris Elliott. Yeah, on the losing side. Uh, 20, 21 points uh, there against Matty. Thirty three, making his, uh, yeah. his debut season. He's got Haaland, so you know uh, that that might well uh, that I, might carry Matty sh- through the season. I had a shocker, and uh, having two United players in defence isn't exactly mm. ideal. So uh, there might there'll be changes <laughs> afoot with that. I think. Mm, Definitely, yeah. Might make an offer to Matty. Get a couple of those uh, those players off. I'm just glad that he uh, he got rid of Timo Werner. Finally, you know he's uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's looking stronger at this point. We'll get him on one of these uh, these podcasts at uh, at some point. And then, yeah, I suppose the uh, the, the the last fixture there, uh, Andy. You were up against uh, against Jordan. Um, yeah, how'd uh, that one go for you? Fifty nine to uh, to twenty six. Uh, Darwin again. What a, what a difference uh, like a, a week makes because like game week one I got like sixty four points and then mm. I decided oh United oh dear Dallo mm. um, I got rid of Martinez and stuck him in and I put I thought oh Maxwell Cornell will probably start for West Ham he came off the, off the bench got mm. got rid of Rashford there uh, yeah big bag of shite really. Uh, <laughs> Thank God for like Arsenal, um, like Martinelli, mm. well Harrison, mm. Newcastle. Um, they, them, them two have done well for me. But Burn and Joel Linton. Uh, mm. There's not really much I need to, you know, do. I think I'm bring, might be bringing in like Brentford, like players mm. who are available. Like, I put a couple mm. of. Um, yeah, I think the free transfers, you know, like your De Silvers and. I think mm. Ponte Johnson, who I did take out, I think I might be putting him back in. But yeah, is there, is I think one of the big not... things in uh, in the draft game is uh, the defenders. Anyone that can get a clean sheet, if you get two or three defenders with a clean sheet, you you're going to be onto a good score for that because you obviously don't get the bonus points and that sort of stuff. You get in those think... guys on on six points, you you're laughing really. Yeah. I think the issue at the moment with my team is like strikers, like Dominic Solanke's injured, uh, Richarlison's mm. just come in at Tottenham, and obviously Darwin's uh, scratching his ass for three weeks. So, and <laughs> not, in terms of like strikers, wise on like the the free transfers, so it's basically oh, just stick Richarlison there up front if Solanke comes on, he comes on. Mm. Just looking at the overall standards and the draft there, Gareth. Only you and Jordan with a hundred percent record so far, mate. Looking good. There's, there's, there's whispers. I've heard there's whispers that the, this could be an uh, invincible season for old retired Jay. I'll die. Um, so, uh, <laughs> there's, there's, there's people talking in the streets, uh, talking on the terraces. But, uh, so I'll just, just try to calm it down a little bit. But you know, mm. it's looking, looking good so far. I, don't know, I think you're going to be. Uh, I think you're going to get the business this week. Uh, oh, is that who you're playing? It is. It is yeah, I, 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 it, it purely, I was looking at Matty's team and he's got like, you know, nine City players and eight West Ham players. So if, uh, if, 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 those, two, if those two teams don't deliver, I'm, I'm onto a winner. But if they do, I'm fucked. <laughs> I mean, it's that hard and James combo, isn't it? That's a, mm. that's a good little two there. So yeah, Will against Chris and, uh, and Jamesy against uh, Chris. for Derby. There you go, a couple of derbies going on there. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling confident, lads. Want to do any trash talking? Want to make it? I've made, I've made but the other derby, me and Andy. I've already tried to do it. Like I said, they make a, a transfer offer to Andy. He didn't take it. I was playing mind games, Andy. That's what I was doing. <laughs> Messing with you. Well, <laughs> obviously, 
<laughs> Mine and Will's is obviously going to come down to uh, Neto versus uh, Dewsbury Hall because <laughs> yeah. I uh, I sent for a trade request of uh, sending him Neto and getting Dewsbury Hall back, and he's rejected it. So uh, I'm sure one of those two will be score the winner. It's written in the stars. <laughs> now, now I know you're playing Benno, Andrew. There might uh, there might be a little trade on here. I'm sure if you're in if you're in need of a striker, there could be a little. Uh, I'll scratch your back. You scratch. A bit of collusion going on. What's all this about? If anyone wants to uh, to help me out, uh, you know, slide in my DMs. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'll speak to Marty. I might just log in. I probably know his password. It's probably Roman one two three. I'll sort him out. <laughs> the big uh, dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some fun games uh, coming up uh, this week, and uh, the only the last thing to do is to have a quick look at the uh, the grapple um, proper league in the uh, in the proper uh, side. Um, I was gloating to... last week. I won't be gloating this week. <laughs> it takes a while to scroll down to get one of our names. Uh, although you know, Andy's probably you're the highest Andy of our lot. Is, uh, oh, James uh, Oh, there's Jamesy, sixteenth place. Uh, not doing too bad there on the quiet side. Take that. And Jordan's yeah. there as well. Mm-hmm. Jordan's Jordan up there just ahead, mm-hmm. yeah. He's a dark horse, Jordan. He just always, anytime you ever look at the league table, he's always up around top 10. Mm. Yeah, always yeah, in the mix. Andy, 24. Am I, am I bottom? Yeah, I think I might be actually bottom now. Actual <laughs> bottom. <laughs> <laughs> James what is uh, What's it? Uh, the one who was top last week, I know, um, hmm. is now like 82nd. <laughs> Shows how quickly things can go. It's very volatile, yeah. But you're near bottom, Will. 163, yeah. 166 is how the Griffin, <laughs> who I assume has just joined <laughs> with 23 points. So leave it in there at least. Uh, I don't know. We had girls in the league. Hi, Heather, if you're uh, if you're watching. That's good. Um, <laughs> that's, um, that's Martin's sister in law. Oh, is it? Oh, yes, so. I did say she was going to join. There you go. Uh, oh, well. It can only go up there. I can see Keith Harrison yeah, in the bottom uh, trenches as well. But yeah, not great for the uh, for the rest of us overall. Um, like a second. In fact, there's me, number 90. I'm 99th. Um, <laughs> there's anyone else in the, uh, in the top 100 that I. Uh, that I recognise. It's all to play for, isn't it, at the minute, though? It's, uh, ah, you know, yeah. that's what I'm telling myself. It's all in flux. That's the way to look at it. That's it. That's why, uh, you know, don't want to jump on the wild card too early. There's still plenty, plenty of time left before it all balances out. Definitely. But yeah, congratulations <laughs> to Jack Baird, who's uh, currently on top. Anyone know Jack? I uh, don't recognise that name. Tom Young, I know, who's uh, second. Pat, is that JP's brother, who's uh, mm-hmm. in third at the minute? Overall, yeah. Jammy. Yeah, um, whoever pen the moderation is is, uh, is doing well as well. But yeah, congratulations to uh, to Jack so far. But yeah, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, in the words of uh, words of John Paul. Uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty much it, really. Unless anyone's got uh, anything else you want to mention, FPL wise. Any other news no. broken in wrestling? <laughs> I'm sure something probably has in the last. Trent Seven's, Trent Seven's gone. Trent Seven's gone. Oh, was that official? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, like United have signed uh, Casemiro. Casemiro. Oh, okay. Who's well, bottom? Con- who's a contract's agreed. So, well, it'll be it'll be who's bottom next week, right? It will. Uh, yeah. Get first dibs on that. When does the uh, the transfer window actually close? Second or third of September. There's about two oh, weeks left in it. It's a bit of while. Yeah. That's the week to be bottom. Like one ever. Yeah. That's the week to tank a couple of games, in it? Get bottom of the league, first draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> will you be bringing in Casemiro, Garrett? You were very scathing about his prospects there earlier when we were talking. No chance. 
He'll, he'll score three headers from a corner this season, but uh, that's it. The, the, the Sky Sports News ticker currently says 13 days, 23 hours, 17 minutes and 30-odd seconds. <laughs> so we're actually counting down properly. There we go. <laughs> Is uh, Trent Seven's release on the on Sky Sports News yet? Or are we still, <laughs> nah, still more of a BT one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's dropped from four. It's dropped from four mil to three point nine mil. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> aging out today. That's what it is. Oh, we'll be at your hall the weekend about you. Um, anyway. all those lads are now. Defo, defo. But yeah, this was a lot of fun again, lads. Uh, yeah, great having uh, Gareth and uh, and Chris on board, and uh, and Will as well. Great uh, having you uh, lads all on again. And yeah, we'll be doing this again next Thursday night, every Thursday nine pm. Uh, twitchtv FPL. There is a, a podcast feed out there uh, on Acast. If you Google it or check my Twitter, you get the link there. Still have submitted it to iTunes. They haven't approved us still, so uh, that's coming Spotify uh, <laughs> as well. Uh, it's a slow process, but you can it's find all the. Uh, Oh, has it come up? Okay, that's good. So, Spotify, there you go. Search Grapple FPL on there until Gareth Souza's and makes us change the name. So, there you go. Uh, <laughs> any books for anyone? Download the FPL app, as, uh, as Chris said last week. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, yeah. Thank you, lads, for uh, for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for uh, for tuning in. And we'll catch you again next Thursday night. Bon voyage. Bye. Cheers, Bye. Bye.